But what of you, Darrow? We gab and gab over me. I think it's your turn, so tell me, what has taken you here? What pushes you? I don't think I've heard of your family. Not that people would care to hear about, to tell it true. But I think it comes down to a girl, that's all. I am simple, so are my reasons. The pretty one, Mustang, she hardly seems simple. Hmm. I've told you everything. Don't be a vague purple on me. Cut to it, man. Fine, fine, the whole story. See that pack beside you? There's a bag in it. Reach in and grab it for me, will you? Let me see your hand. My hand? <laughs> right. Put it out, please. Come on, man. There's a theory I've been working on. How does this tell your story or theory? It's a complicated one. Better to show you. Fair enough. These all come from the dead kids. The kids that medbots couldn't save. Let's see. We have Jupiter, Venus, Neptune, Bacchus, Juno, Mercury, Diana, Ceres. Oh, and we have a Minerva right here. Hmm. Odd I can't find a Pluto. Oh, there's one. Well, shit. I thought we should become better acquainted, Jackal. I am Reaper. You've the better name. How long have you known? That you were the Jackal? A hopeful guess. That you were up to no good before you entered the castle. No one surrenders without a fight. One of your rings didn't fit. And hide your hands next time. Insecure sods always hide or fiddle with their hands. But really, you had no chance. The proctors knew I was coming here. They thought to make it a trap to ruin me by telling you I was coming. So you would sneak in here and catch me with my pants down. Did you know the proctors are helping you? That they tried to kill me? Of course. My bounties are above average. And you don't mind cheating? Cheat? Or be cheated, no? Well, they're not helping you anymore. It's too late for that. Now it's time to help yourself. I once heard that if a jackal becomes trapped, it will chew off its own leg to free itself. That knife might be easier than your teeth. Huh. So if I cut off my hand, I can leave. Is that really it? There's the door. Axe, hold the knife down so he doesn't cheat. The proctors may be nudging me. But I will still have to earn it there. Well, Jackal, we are waiting. Adjustments to dilithium crystal chamber complete. Pre-recorded in a second floor guest room filled with tall ales and taller tales. Join a group of grown men intent on discussing the intricacies of fantasy and science fiction. Tim Gilbert Media presents... Hello, all you sycophants, psychopaths, and feral wolf cloak wearing howlers. This is the Dungeons and Dweebs Podcast, Episode 8, Red Rising, Part 2. I'm your host, Bob. Don't lower your pulse shield around me or I'll make a broken puzzle out of your gory damn nasopharynx. 
Equine Belly Burster the 16th. But I'm not alone. Across the table from me, most folks don't call it a sling blade, but he calls it a casual blade. Mm -hmm. The man who can blow his jam field faster than the jackal can dig his way through Pax's back, Luke. What? <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. You, you, you never cease to amaze me on this. Yeah. We're here, uh, Red Rising. I mean, yeah, I think we, none of us hit our feelings about this book from the get-go. Uh, no. But yeah, let's let's wrap this thing up. Let's get it moving to my left. He tried to start a revolution, but forgot to print enough pamphlets. It's Claude! <laughs> Hello, kids. I tell you, the older your old Uncle Claude gets, the less and less I enjoy winter. It's so windy and cold here that I don't know if I've been framed for murder and sent to Rura Penth with my captain, or I'm fighting my next regeneration while the first me walks out of a blizzard. Are those Tauntaun intestines I smell? <laughs> Uncle Claude needs a vacation, my rusty boys and girls. Well, enough of my imaginations as I stand watch on the wall. Across the table from me, he's too young to remember clear Pepsi. He's the Bob to my Harry Dresden. The human torch to my Mr. Fantastic. Neil, how's life in your neck of the dark forest? I'd like to point out one thing here. I had Crystal Pepsi last month. Yeah, they did bring it back. They made it back. So don't even go there. But... <laughs> I am with Clob right now. I'm actually feeling a little sick. Not really entirely sure why. Because it goes around the table. I it know, it has to have. I mean, I've been feeling off since about last Friday, but hopefully I'll be able to be done with this pretty soon. <laughs> wow. And you don't pass it to somebody else. At the no, time. No, so, so, I, something no, would be wrong oh, if man. one of us at the table wasn't sick. If I, if I get pneumonia one more time, I'm going to freak out. It has <laughs> to be tradition here that someone is sick at all times. <laughs> but that's enough about me. Let's send it back over to the man in charge for the moment. Bob. Oh, <laughs> moment. The moment. What? <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Neil Rising. <laughs> so, yeah, hey, last time, like you alluded to, Luke, uh, we can't really hide the fact that uh, we were really kind of going on all cylinders with this one. I feel like everybody around the table really liked this book. Um, but I have read books before where, I mean, it, they start strong and then and they build you to a certain kind of climactic point and then all of a sudden everything goes wrong they leave you hanging they aching for a climax yeah yep. and you you just have to plow through the end of the book and i was hoping that was not going to be the case with red rising so uh let's get into it and see uh you know does this book deliver the entire way through good start but will there be a follow-through icky aftertaste no I'm, my throat's feeling kind of dry though before we get going i need a drink Ooh, yeah, actually, good idea. Yeah, you know what? You we did kind of break in the newbie last time. Who's uh? Who's you know what? It? You know what? I'll take it this time. All right, let's hey. go. We don't serve there. Do you have any blue milk? What am I supposed to find in it? Oh my goodness! It's bigger on the inside. I want to go to coffee station. Power converters. Okay, okay, it's not a detonator. It's just a jammy dodger. What are the B boys? Tavern talk. <laughs> All right, well, my mug's full of some sort of rusty red down there, and I'm ready to hear. Uh, Luke, how was your nerd month? Ooh, it's been exciting. Uh, between Stranger Things 2, Thor Ragnarok, um, it's been a it's a good month to be a nerd. Oh man! <laughs> hey, where do we where do we start? Let's jump into uh, let's let's start into Stranger Things. Stranger Things oh. 2, um, and I think we. 
We gotta bring it up. Um, the Halloween Spooktacular was recorded way beforehand, and we before kinda, it came up. Yeah, we kind of called the whole Cthulhu. Um, yeah, or uh, a, a color of space, ashy farmer. You know, the upside down kind of being a right. HP Lovecraft. I, I remember texting texting uh, everybody the night uh, it dropped mm. uh, the the new Stranger Things two, and watching some of the episodes and. And yeah, sure enough, here's this farmer's field, and the fruit and the vegetables are all ruined. And I'm yeah. going, "Oh no, our Halloween episode hasn't <laughs> dropped yet. It's going to sound like we uh, sound like we watched it. We watched like it, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, we were, I guess, mini, yeah. mini uh, predictors of yeah. the future. And it was. I don't, Neil. You you watched it, right? Yeah, I think, I think I finished was the a couple only. Days ago. Sorry, Claude. I am the only. I am the only non-Stranger Things <laughs> yeah. person yeah. here. Not that I don't. Not that I don't strange. appreciate it. Not that I don't plan to watch it mm-hmm. at some point in the future. I've just been. Hold up in my wintry cave watching hockey. So <laughs> but, but we should uh, let's let's just do it right now. Uh, we are going to spoil the crap out of Stranger Things two right now. So, yeah. Um, if you have not watched it yet, skip ahead to like, like five minutes, ten minutes. I don't know how long it'll go. Maybe, maybe <laughs> enter timestamp here. Enter t- <laughs> uh, future Luke. Enter timestamp here. To avoid any spoilers for Thor Ragnarok or Stranger Things two, please skip ahead to the thirty minute mark. Back to you. <laughs> so it and it was I it started strong. I think we we both kind of had the same feeling like it really kind of in the middle um where you start to meet uh well Eleven's quote unquote sister. Right. Um eight. 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 Yeah. It was like I felt that's where it uh, although I enjoyed the aesthetic of mm. that part of it. Uh I I felt like there wasn't anything Unlike the first season where I kept watching, you know, I'm like, oh, I, I don't want to go to bed. I just want to keep yeah. binging this thing. Uh, there was times in there where I was actually kind of like looking at the phone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my wife and I were looking at each other going, hey, do you want to finish this tomorrow? Go to bed. Like, yeah. you know, it, it definitely lagged. I, I'm brought back uh, the whole time I was thinking of of um, the Lord of the Rings uh, when when Bilbo says, it's like butter scraped over too much oh, bread. Oh, I feel like butter. I yeah. feel like butter scraped over too much bread. That's what I that's what I feel like is Stranger Things 2 is is not enough butter not enough butter scraped over too a much bread. Thin. Yeah. A little thin. Um, a little thin. But it and we, we kinda we kinda talked about a little a little bit about this outside the show, which yeah, breaking the rules of podcasting. Yeah um, our rules. About the end of it. Um I was super satisfied like where it left it and I actually I think I, I'm really worried because I know what you know T V does these days where like, they're going to do the same thing they did to Walking Dead, where they're just going to, like, drain as much money out right. of this as they can, and they're going to ruin it. Yeah. If, that, it were, if it were to just stop there, I mean... I'm fine with it. Yeah, fine. Yeah, because that Perfect. dance was was awesome, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, part of me wants... I love the characters. I want it to go on. Part of me... Um, I want another season, personally. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I because wanna, I want closure. I want to see where oh, it goes. Oh, yeah, you, you, really, you really hung up on that. It went back to the underground. I don't yep, feel that's some The underground. The upside, I don't feel that's down. anything. I feel that's the hand coming out of the ground at the end of Carrie. It's just like, it can be whatever mm-hmm. you want it just to be. It, and it's, yeah. I mean, that's just what happens yeah, in the episode. Don't ruin years. something I love. <laughs> yeah. But like you said, though, that very similar to what they're doing with Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. If you look on Netflix, there's also now a show called Beyond Stranger Things. Yeah. Which yeah. yeah. is very similar to Talking Dead in a sense. I haven't yeah. ever watched Beyond right. Walk- Beyond I, Stranger Things, though. I, so I, I don't know if I that's didn't. I've true, seen... I, I didn't watch Talking Dead just because I like Chris Hardwick, but I didn't... I don't like him enough to keep, Yeah, I don't, I don't like him enough to keep watching it. It's not a good show to watch. <laughs> it's it's uh, kind of funny, though. I want to bring it back to, like, uh, as far as between the first and, and second season, I felt the... 
the demigorgon in the first season was actually scarier than these uh, demi-dogs. I, I didn't like the demi-dogs, and what I kept getting thrown back... Listeners will think that I only have two things I ever reference: Alien Star and Star Wars. Wars. I, was, I, was, I was waiting for Alien. <laughs> but yeah. Alien is what's coming up to me, because the demigorgon, to me, there's always something... Big creatures... I know sometimes people have talked about how you know the giant monster is scary. I've never thought... Giant monsters are scary. So that creature in Stranger Things 2, not scary at all to me. The Demogorgon I thought was scary. It's a human-sized creature. I always thought it was scary. These dog things, to me, it was like exactly what they did between aliens and Alien 3. Which, an Alien 3 is not good. (laughs) And they just took the aliens and made it into little dogs. Besides Sigourney Weaver giving birth to... (laughs) you're offended of Aliens 3. All of them. <laughs> I do like them all, but it's the weakest of the three. Yeah. See, I, I think Resurrection is the weakest of is the weakest. Oh, I'm not, I said three. I'm not counting Resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> we don't count Winona Ryder. Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't. I don't watch movies past when I hit puberty. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> what? <laughs> on that note. On that note, um, I did also not the club. Just so we don't leave you out of this, I did also go see Thor Ragnarok, which I know you saw. Yes. Now we're gonna leave Bob out of this. Yes. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen exactly. it yet, but that's okay. Um, it's okay. I, I'm just like be, before we really get in, and I don't, I don't even know. Like I'm gonna pass it over to the table to you. Maybe you have something. I don't. Um, Thor Ragnarok. I just I want to talk about the previews we saw. Black Panther looks just awesome. Amazing. Oh, Black Panther is absolutely. Amazing. I was I was kind of worried. I'm like, what are they doing? Are they just like I don't I didn't know where it was gonna go. I was and. If you look at the ori- the ori- the origin of Black Panther, Black Panther was brought out with like Luke Cage in mm-hmm. the 70s. It was set up as black exploitation mm-hmm. in the beginning. I was afraid they were going to try to do something with that, but no, they've just they've taken it just a mm-hmm. wonderful step further. I love the comparisons in the tra- in the Black Panther pa- trailer to uh they were, you know, people have been searching for El Dorado forever. They just were on the wrong continent. Nah, that was really cool. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. Um I'm not quite sure how the how I'm going to feel about the villain, but I can say, and I'll, I'll be fully honest about this, I'm excited for Black Panther as a pale white guy living in the Great White North. That's true. <laughs> very true. Very true. Well, and I think we had had this conversation. Marvel does have maybe an issue a little bit with villains. Uh, you know, they have a little bit of an, an issue with their villains. We talked kind about of, that. Yeah. We, we earlier, talked yeah, about we it earlier about it, yeah. outside of the show. Yeah, yeah that, that maybe Marvel villains don't necessarily live up to how great they, they portray the heroes. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, yeah, that, that looked really good. Uh, Justice League looks dumb. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say, if there's something that Time is this not... comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it comes, comes out, out tomorrow, tomorrow, and if there's something recording. that I feel is not on... I mean, I might half of our listeners might be screaming, but I don't feel it's on anybody's radar. No, I have not heard I, about it. I've I just, just going seen off, anything. Just going off of the trailer, uh, I actually I went, went to the, the movie. I went to Thor Ragnarok with Neil and his girlfriend. Um, and she I was, was the third wheel. Just to make that clear <laughs> just, for this moment. <laughs> <laughs> it was started with us. We had a nerd date, and uh, and uh, Neil's girlfriend came with. Um, but so what I wrote, like, I, I, trouble, I just probably. I just pulled it. Yeah, because she listens. Yeah, <laughs> oh, she's listening more um, than I am. Probably she knows. Um, so I pulled out my phone in the middle of the movie theater and I just started taking notes on all this stuff. And it's like, why are they like in this trailer? Why are they acting like Superman isn't coming back? Yeah, like I, it's like I I'm not surprised. Like at, at the end of was that Matt, uh, Batman versus Superman? Yep, you right. get the floating casket. He's clearly alive. Um, it's just like I don't know why you think you're hiding something from me. Right. And like right. that entire trailer felt like it was like, well, who, who are they talking to? Who's going to save us? 
Why do they keep saying he needs to come help us? Like, what? Shut up! It's yeah. Superman's coming back. We know. Yeah, we know who. Right, we right, know right. who Alfred's talking to yeah. in the trailer when he goes, "Oh, he said you'd come back." Yeah, yeah. Which, you know what? If if there is one thing from Batman versus Superman, and one thing I do love, Jeremy Irons. Yes, yeah. yeah, he, yeah. He's, a, he's a very good. He's uh, he's a wonderful character actor. Alfred. Yeah, yeah. he's a very good. He's a very good Alfred. Everybody else, and I, I was amazed. Very much surprised um, when I saw Wonder Woman, how much I actually really enjoyed Wonder yeah. Woman. Because the rest of the DCEU, that's the high, high the, point. The rest of the DCEU mm. is stupid. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I don't know what they're doing. I, I don't know why they can't get a formula that works. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm by no means a DC hater. No, you know, I mean, I, no, I, I love a lot of their properties. I, I would say a lot of their superheroes are the ones I grew up with, yeah. so I, I have I, a lot of affection oh. for them. They're just. So they're screwing it up cinematically, and I don't know why. And bringing in Wolfenstein as the main villain is don't bring in such a random. Is it actually Wolfenstein? Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Sorry. Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. So now we're going to sing the whole time instead. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Steppenwolf. Bringing in Steppenwolf, yeah. I think, is a huge mistake here for the DCEU yeah. because even even people who read it, even people who understand the the old comics universe. Had to look up Steppenwolf. <laughs> really, it's that obscure. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's. I mean, okay. you know, it, I think uh, Suicide Squad was the last DC movie I saw, and I like. I just. I. I just threw I, up in my mouth a little bit. I. I, I yeah. actually. I, I enjoyed the idea of it. I, I bought yeah. the Blu-ray, but I said this is the last time I'm going to spend money on. You know yep. these writers and directors and producers doing yep. DC stuff because it's garbage. Yep. You know, and you know what? For me, and this probably nobody will agree with me on this one, but. Um, what I feel Marvel is hitting correct is comic book characters, besides, I think, Batman and a few others that have the potential of becoming really dark mm-hmm. and sadistic, I am not a fan of dark, sadistic uh, superheroes whatsoever, which is why I love things like Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. and what it looks like they're doing with Thor, I, where they're taking kind of this funny, campy, you know, but yet serious, heartfelt, you know, this. that's where I feel like comic book characters can live. I don't really like when my comic book characters are kind of that real world. I mean, I do. I enjoy going and watching that once or twice. But I, I think that going the sadistic route is is not my favorite. And that's just for me. And that was one of the things with Thor Ragnarok that I was so worried about uh-huh. is that it was just going to be like a Guardians clone. That oh, it was going to yeah. be it, that they were going to Guardians of the Galaxy out too much. Yeah. They don't. No. And I was so relieved yeah. watching Thor Ragnarok that it's not going to be like Guardians of the Galaxy where the where with the music especially where the music is oh, yeah. where they're playing essentially pop or, or rock songs that right. are so integral to the scene that's going on. Right. Really the only thing that they play is immigrant song twice. Right. Yeah. And, and the rest of it is this yeah. sweet sweet 80s like background scene. Yeah, which which, which is, is really just cool. awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm going to bring it back uh, real quick to the uh, Bobby, say you don't like the dark, gritty superheroes. Um, not as much. I mean, I do, but not not. They don't have enduring quality. Okay, I mean, and, and that's yeah. that's kind of something I do like. Uh-huh. Um, I was, Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight is one of my is one yeah. of my all time favorite movies. Right. I will, oh, yes. I will watch that thing over and over again. He just he did it right. Right. But. And I and I feel like these was it Zack Snyder. Yep. Yeah. He's 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 trying to like copy it, but he's just but he can't do terrible. it. Terrible. But that that's that's because I don't know that all superheroes lend themselves. Batman is the one that I point out yeah, as being the kind like Punisher or somebody else that that lends mm. themselves to that dark gritty world. But I don't feel and you I do, can't, I bring, do, you I can't do bring Wonder Woman and Superman no. into this dark nihilistic world. I don't feel. 
uh, where it works to a wider audience. I know that there's they've done it in comic books and people like that, but it, I don't think it appeals to a wider audience. Yeah, and I, I do like Batflack. I, I uh-huh. honestly, something that's kind of blew me away. You like Ben what? Affleck as Batman? Oh, Batfleck. Batfleck. Okay. Actually, I do. I don't think he does a bad job. I, I, I did, uh, but maybe it was like the, my standards were so low. I'm like, oh, Ben Affleck as Batman. Why? And then in Batman vs Superman and in Suicide, in Suicide Squad, uh, Batman and Joker were like my favorite parts of it, uh-huh. and they're in like five what, minutes. Five cool, minutes. Maybe? But I have the director's cut, so it's like six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's I guess enough about the DC. But Thor Ragnarok. Blew me away. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. the The crossover, the crossover storylines from Planet Hulk, mm-hmm. along with the Ragnarok storylines, they weave them very well together. Um, they actually did follow the old comics. They also actually followed real Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. Yes, they made Hela. They spoiler. They made Hela uh, Thor and Loki's older sister. Hela's actually Thor or Loki's daughter. Yeah, I didn't hear but, that. Yeah. Um, I've, and Kate Blanchett. Oh, Kate Blanchett is hot as oh. hell. As <laughs> I've, I've said it before. You give me a, you give me a bad girl with dark hair, and I'm in. You, you give me a bad girl, a bad girl cougar with dark hair. Um, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta realize she's she's in late forties, early fifties. Wow, yeah. killing it, killing it, and killing kills it. it in this movie. It had enough camp to it where it was fun. It kind of reinvented Thor as a real person. Yeah. Right. And it was, it was it was really cool to see how they could like extend his arc like yes make you know it's it's not just a movie like well Thor is the god of thunder lord of thunder whatever right. other way around um, but yeah it was on, on and I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there like my favorite Marvel movie right now yeah I when will. you said that I was blown away yeah like, and I, I don't want um, the, I don't I don't want you going like with, with those standards but. I say that, but I went in like being super excited. I've been excited about this movie for so long. And see, it's my second. Oh, okay. It's it's my it's my second favorite well, Marvel movie. Where would you put number one? I'm a Doctor Strange guy. Ooh, oh, that's wow. that is actually that one. That one actually is way down. That one on my list. That one's way down. I was not a Doctor Strange fan, and and I wanted it. I did. I like that movie. I did it, and you know why? Because it turned into Last Airbender for me. By the end, I'm just like because I to me. Doctor Strange worked in the comics because he was he was dark and in some ways uh, mystical and satanic and whatever in some ways and this just made it kind it, of it we're kind running of a- around worlds that are flipping over each other like Rubik's cubes and these last Airbender guys are flipping around shooting their wave like it, it all became too campy and not dark enough for me that I and I don't mean. I don't know how to characterize you what I mean by dark. dark. I, I don't, I don't mean nihilistically dark. dark. I, I, yeah. I understand what you're yeah, saying. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's good. I think we're going to get there, but we yeah. had to. It had to be lightened up a little bit. I, right. I think to introduce to introduce a <laughs> side character like Doctor Strange right, right. to a mainstream audience. Mm-hmm. I agree. It, it would have um, been probably a flop with, if it with, with that. Where Benedict, I wanted it. Benedict Cumberbatch at. The casting, I think, for Doctor Strange was perfect. perfect for that, that is perfect. Yeah, um, and it's it's a little bit more nihilistic than it is the rest of the Marvel universe, which personally I kind of like. But I, the scenes in Ragnarok, I didn't get too caught up in this. The CGI was phenomenal. Oh yeah, like, I didn't get caught up like, oh hey, that's CGI. No, not at all. No, I mean even even with like when you're uh, was that Sakar? Yeah, the Trash Planet and. Jeff Goldblum stole the show in every scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Granted, yeah. he's not playing anybody but Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, he's being Jeff. Goldblum. He's Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Uh, and way to go for this director. Uh, I mean, got, uh, yeah, yeah, kind of uh, an unknown, right? What Waititi? Is yeah, his last um, name? Yeah. from New Zealand, right? Australia. 
Okay, he, 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 might, he, might, he might be from New Zealand. They filmed it in Australia. Right in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's just been doing like kind of uh, low budget films. Uh, mm. What I love the fact that he throws himself. He 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 voices one of the one of the CGI characters <laughs> yeah. himself. Does he really? He was Korg. He was Korg. He voiced Korg. What? He voiced Korg. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> pretty cool. You want to start a revolution? Yeah, I feel that's what Dis- Disney's oh, doing it right. I, 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 for whatever people want to say about Disney uh, with the two big franchises, they they are making decent enough. They're not making bombs. I'll tell you that. You know, they're they're doing. But I guess uh, you know that that's what I've been up to this month. I was going to say this. This is now Mar- Marvel <laughs> cast. This yes, is yes, Marvel it's cast. Marvel really cast. Good. Talked about this during a previous podcast. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of our yeah, fans yeah. are just yeah. ticked right now. Um, I the, truthfully, the ones who like DC and Dragonlance are really mad at us. <laughs> <laughs> this is Marvel cast. <laughs> And the sci-fi ones are like, why are we listening to this? There's no sci-fi to be had. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. 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 We so what happens when we get put in a room together where we can actually talk for a while. Yeah. Yes. yes. I know. <laughs> Sorry. This this show's free. Yeah. <laughs> However, if you would be looking to sponsor the show, we do have openings for advertisement. <laughs> yes. We also take checks. Remember, folks, when you're writing out the check to Dungeons and Dweebs, our friends call us Dungeons and Dweebs. Our good friends call us cash. <laughs> uh, truthfully, Red Rising and Thor Ragnarok is all I've been doing. Cool. That's re- that's really what I've done this month. Work's been nuts. Yep. Um, there's been different things going on. Uh, I want... Uh, uh, Again, Marvel cast, Spider-Man Homecoming was really yep. good. Um, my son, that is my son's, my 10-year-old son's favorite Marvel movie now. I can so, see that, yeah, definitely. And yeah. Um, I thought they did really well with that. Other than that, I really, watching watching hockey and shoveling snow, yeah. that's really what yeah. I've been able to do on, on my off time. Yeah. <laughs> Neil. Well, as we know, I went to Thor Ragnarok with Luke. Woo! Woo! Fun. Also, ended up finishing... Got to bash Marvel for a second here. Actual right. bashing right now. I know what you're oh, going to talk you about. Inhumans. Inhumans. <laughs> you are one I of the five people all. on yep. the planet yep. who has done that. I finished it, and uh, that's what I've. Actually, heard. Marvel Studios should send you money for being able to do that. Cash, cash. <laughs> but finished it. I did like though. One thing I liked was one of few things that they did not spoiler for everyone else in the world, other than the other four people. Yeah. They did not kill off their main villain. Okay. Which is different than almost mm. every other Marvel property that they have had. But it's because it goes into a TV show. Because that, that I heard is doing yep. like just abysmal. I, I have yeah. heard that uh, under the under the table that Disney is so ashamed of this one that they're 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 thinking it's ruining their their television mm-hmm. prospects. Yeah. They're like really ashamed of this. That, yeah. yeah. Yeah, really ashamed Wasn't, of it. Was definitely not which I don't Something think I, I would recommend. They haven't turned no, out a no. television property, and I'm not counting Netflix as, as a no. They haven't turned out a television property no. that I think has has really worked. No, no. I, Agents of no. Shield never grabbed me. No, I, I, I think and I watched, we're back to Marvel. Yeah, cast. I, I, I think I watched <laughs> half of Agent Carter. Yeah, I, I just I like the the time like the I, I like the time time period. Yeah, the, the way they portrayed the time period. But yeah. otherwise, the only other thing really, if. You remember from our last episode, we were about to finish our main D&D campaign. <laughs> and I have one thing to say right now. Hail to the king, baby. Clob, I hate you. <laughs> That's what I have to say right now. Clob, I hate you. Our DM comes through with the big uh, plot uh, plot twists. Clob wow. um, is apparently our king. Yeah, he ended up being <laughs> heir to the throne. Clob has known for a while and kept that... A big secret from all of us. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, I didn't set this up. This was done completely by our 
by our great DM, mm-hmm. and because my character had amnesia. <laughs> so our wonderful DM set this up, and I've known for for we've been playing the we've been playing the campaign for what year and a half. Coming up on two. Coming, Coming up, up on, on two. two. Yep. I've only known who I was for the last five months. Wow. And it's been so hard keeping my mouth <laughs> shut or not letting something slip yeah. until I could find until we found a spot where it was a perfect spot for the big reveal. Yeah. Yeah, and you did some theatrics yeah, sitting there with your hood too. <laughs> I'll put my wow. sweatshirt back on and put my hood up. <laughs> it, was, oh. it, was, it was cool. It was cool. It was cool. Well, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, but otherwise, not too much in my world. Cool. We, we've been oh. stuck doing a lot of after school work stuff. That was yeah. fun. Oh yes. And. One final person. Bob, how's your nerd month? Uh, You know, actually, after doing our Halloween, besides the Red Rising and everything else, but we did this Halloween Spooktacular episode, then it kind of got me back into wanting to read Robert E. Howard again. So I've been on the side in between all the other reading, going back and reading some of that. So it makes me think, though, I want to just very quickly, hey, listeners, um, looking at downloads, Red Rising, part one, wildly popular. And then we've got kind of the Halloween spooktacular that is our just a, our little baby podcast that's sitting there <laughs> needing a little bit of love. And it's got a lot of downloads. Uh, but I, for me, uh, and that is my favorite podcast that we have done is the Halloween Spooktacular. Uh, kind of really proud of that one, and it's right in my wheelhouse. So if you're listening to this and you're a big sci-fi fan, uh, hey, just check out some of the dark gritty pulp fantasy that we did uh, for Halloween back there. We had a lot of fun doing it. And we had a lot of fun doing it. There's a lot of little fun tidbits in there, so go back and check that out uh, after this one drops. Uh, but that's all that's going on uh, in my ner- nerd world. Well, I tell you what, you guys, we actually need to get into Red Rising because we've done Marvel cast for way too long. Oh my god, oh, half yeah, an hour yeah. of Marvel cast. Well, we're here for Red Rising. We're here yeah. for Red Rising. I tell you what, I'll get this round. Let's go back by the fire because I'm old and I'm still a little chilly from being outside. <laughs> it is pretty cold today. Um, so let's go back to the fire. I'll get around for us and awesome. let's get back Thanks, into man. some Red Rising and, Red hit, Rising. and let's hit Mars. All right. Woo! You know Tashi Station? I'm a leaf on the wind. I'm a freaking fight for me. I'm a leaf. Waiting around for that Skywalker kid to come pick up the power avoidance. We got downloads in 20 systems. I pull up a chair, friend. All right, here we are by the fire. Mugs full of ale. <laughs> the old man has his blanket. <laughs> You want to scoot closer, scoot closer. <laughs> All right, well. Uh, anyway, yeah, let's, let's dive right back into it. We left off um, at the end of part two. We're diving into part three. Gold. gold. Uh, chapter 20, The House Mars. Ooh. Yeah. So uh, Darrow, uh, he's broken after killing killing Julian, right? I mean, they just went through this passage. He's been forced, and they've been, they were naked, and they were forced to, only one could come out. He kills uh, Julian, which is the younger bro- brother, right? Yep. Of Cassius, Cassius, which Cassius. Uh, which is an important point uh, that everybody should remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cassius is all he's all ticked off because he's not finding his brother, and then Daryl's hiding it, isn't he? Yeah, I mean Daryl. Daryl. Yeah. Nobody talks about who they've killed. Yep. Really, right? And I like how he says that uh, society makes them do things like this because then they wear the guilt. Yeah. Right, and it kind of takes. In some ways, the heat off of 
of maybe the corruption mm. of society. And we find out that a few people who should have made we, it, who should have made it, haven't. And we have a few, right. you know, of Brilliant. the low, of the lowborns that you know are in here, or the ones that low draft, the, the low, draft. Low, draft. low draft, low draft, the, yep. the low right. drafts that are in here that were basically supposed to be fodder. Yeah. Right. And what I like is, again, he's kind of going along this Campbellian arc of a hero, uh, right, where this is where uh, Daryl wants to reject this idea. Like, there's always the, the, the rejection by the hero of, of his place in, in, in life mm -hmm. and, you know, to take up the sword and, and to, to win freedom. And he's going to kind of, in some ways, want to reject it. Like, he just wants to go back to his family, just wants to be normal in some ways, and he feels that what's coming up is too big for him. Yeah, and, the, and the, I this, like this. The, this aspect of, I can't do this. Right. There's no, I, this was a mistake. I, they right. chose wrong. I'm not the right. guy for this job. I can't do this. Right. But I'm here, and I must continue and what forward. I, what yeah. I like about this is, I don't know if Pierce Brown designed it to be this way, but I feel like you've had all of this epicness happening in the beginning of the chapter, or beginning of the book, and all of a sudden he narrows the scope of everything right down to the passage, right? To the, just this small, narrow, tiny space where then this murder happens, and he's you know, wrestling with all these decisions and it brings us as readers down to this one little narrow chokehold of a decision mm -hmm. before the rest of the novel opens up the other way, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I think it's really cool. Mm -hmm. I, I like that kind of symmetry that's going on. And so I've been referring to it as, as this um, when we've barely talked about it before, but we get out of we get out of the passage we and we get to this you know dinner of champions we get to the, we it's 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 the first it's the first night dinner at Hogwarts for all the kids <laughs> it's it really true. is it's, it's just true. you know six hundred people are dead but. yes <laughs> exactly Not, it's a little more dirty than there, that. yeah there's no way Ron's here uh, <laughs> no, Ron, Ron did not survive How, but we meet in. we meet here in chapter twenty. And this is the one thing I love. We meet one of my favorite characters. Actually, I think he is my favorite character. I'm halfway through the second book right now. Mm. Yeah. We meet Roke. Yep. Oh, and yeah. I, oh, yeah. I love... Sure give me a poet warrior. Yeah, right. Yeah. Give me a poet warrior. You know what? I should have seen this coming with you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just we just get the little snippets of... A, we get the little snippets of a lot of these characters. And a, a kind of a weird little world-building piece that's just kind of thrown in there, uh, but that most colors use catalysts uh, and... The, only five months in your utero is is all that fe fetuses grow, and then then they're taken out. The only ones who don't are obsidians, who carry their babies full term, which I thought was an interesting thing. Again, throwing a monkey wrench into this whole like, how old are people? I don't know. They're using catalysts and catalysts. They're, they're on Mars, they're, but they're still humans. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of this. It, it does throw everything into question, right? Mm -hmm. But then we move on to chapter twenty-one, right? Our Dominion. Uh, we get to n this nice little walk through the ecosystem of Mars, right? It's like you get that mm -hmm. layout. We've talked about it in other books where it's almost like a video game schematic. We're going to take you up high level. We're going to kind of tilt you around, show you where everything's mm -hmm. going to happen so you... You uh, you know what where things are in the in the chapters to come. And we start to learn about the game. Yeah, yes. yep. I like this. There's there's animals, you know, things are carved though. So uh, what I love is is that we, you're not really sure what you're supposed to picture. There's deers, deer and horses and stuff, but they're called deerling, right? And mm -hmm. it's talked about how they're thinner than on Earth and stuff. So everything, what I would love, well, they to would see, be because the gravity wouldn't allow them to build as much muscle, right? So again, this is in this is in really big talks right now to become a movie, and boy, do I hope they do it right. Uh, like I said before, almost everything here would have to be CG'd. Uh, the trees would be way taller. Everything is dead. I mean, everything needs to be touched to do it right. Well, and I can really, you can really feel here how they're setting up the this house. 
And yeah. the information we find out about the game is there's different houses. You're supposed to trap different people between the houses. Um, we keep getting more information here. And we get his nickname. His nickname for the rest of time. Yeah. Out of chapter 21, because he and Cassie go for a run, and then they get mugged, essentially. <laughs> well, by they need food. Yeah. And right. there's no food unless they get it for themselves. And they see, it's set as a trap almost, if mm -hmm. I remember right, yep. where they see a banquet set out. Yes. Well, I'll race you to it. They both yeah, take off, and, oh, of course, it's a tarp. Tarp, trap, sorry, not a tarp. <laughs> <laughs> Same letters. Same letters. Right. Uh, yeah, and that's, you know what, because he uses a scythe, or a scythe, a scythe, a scythe? Yeah. Right, scythe. Yeah, scythe. It's, it's like it's a scythe. It's a scythe. It's, it's, it's for getting wheat. Yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, which is where he's going to get his name, right? Reaper, Reaper. Yep. right? Which I really like. I mean, good, good, good name. And during this trap scene, it's it's Cassius and Daryl by themselves mm -hmm. at the start, but then the rest of the house gets there. And I just had to say this: Titus, just huge guy. He punches out a horse. Yeah. Yes, I, yes, I wrote yes. down on <laughs> my notes, Mongo. From Blazing Saddles. Mongo only pun in Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And all I, I can think for Titus now. He's just see, I went pawn there. I'm, He's I'm, a pawn I'm, in this game as well. And, I'm thinking, and it'll come up later. I'm thinking Schwarzenegger. Because Conan, 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 when he oh. punches the camel. <laughs> exactly. But yes, you're right. The fact mm. that he punches out a horse. Horse. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. Oh. He's, he's awesome. Oh, and Cassius, when he's fighting, he's Darrow seeing how Cassius fights. And this dancing style and all that. Mm. And it calls back to how Julian was not as good a fighter. And he's able right. to see, uh-oh. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't meet him there. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have stood a chance at all. And right. I really can't tell him right now because Correct. if I tell him right now, he's going to kill me. Right. Oh, oh you're, you're way better at this than your brother. Uh, oh, <laughs> How'd you learn to do that? And, right, and we should kind of we should dwell maybe for a second to set it up here. What the rules of the game here are, right? Uh, everybody is split up into houses, and and they're supposed to kind of battle for supremacy, yes. but they're not allowed to kill each other. Correct. Kind of. I mean, we see that those rules are played with. Yeah, there's not mad bots that fly around and try to save everybody. Right. And Proctor's right. sitting there watching everything from right. above, eating and every drinking. every house has like a standard or a flag that they keep in some sort of inner room. It, it's essentially a large game of capture the flag. It's a large yes. game of capture the flag <laughs> with and death, destruction, and swords. Yeah. And what I what I think you're getting slavery and slavery. He, yes. he, Huzzah! he does throw in They're kind prisoners of prisoners with jobs. Okay. He does. <laughs> He throws in kind of a Nazi-ish element here as well, where you can capture slaves and you can you make them mm -hmm. your slaves by touching their foreheads to the, to your standard. You brand them. You brand yeah, them in a way, the... which is is just like what Adolf Hitler would do if you watch like the the film that they did, Triumph of the Will, from 1936, where where uh, the, the the Nazi flag that was dripped and uh, got blood on. Uh, they they would he would touch it to his followers and 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 all this kind of stuff. So it's got these this kind of Nazi-ish element. And isn't that, correct me if I'm wrong, um, this is kind of where like you come out of this one of three ranks. You're either the right. fearless guard, yep. something and something. Fearless <laughs> guard, shamed. Shamed, shamed is the bottom. If you, if because you, you follow are, the rules. You, yes. And it's normally not, it's yeah. the slaves who decide that they're not going to follow along with what's being told. Correct. If you oh, if you are yeah, if you are branding, you have to follow the rule. You have to follow the rules, and you have to be yep. a slave. Mm -hmm. yep. So you we can't were. rebel. Right. So again, another one of these teachings within this society that we've learned about through the first half of the book here about they're even teaching the golds that slaves don't revolt. 
Right. Mm -hmm. But these slaves, they later on we're going to see that they have a very loose interpretation of what's told to them. If they say, oh no, it's a as, very tight as interpretation. The job. It's, all right, so say Klob's a slave in this situation. You need to keep watch for enemies. Okay, I will keep watch. You can just stand there and watch and not say anything. Yeah, you didn't yeah, tell me to do that. Right. Yep. Yeah. You didn't tell right. me to do that, so I'm just going to only do this. And still be honorable. Correct. The only thing, yeah. you, yep. can't, the only thing you can't do is rebel say, against your master. Right. Correct. Right. Yep. And all of this, the, it should be said, these chapters merge together, so we might not always touch on them uh, you know, as, as headings, but we're merging into the tribe here and everything like that. Um, yeah, so, um, I, so we go through, we have a house divided, we find out that we're supposed to be fighting these other houses, but there's so much civil war going on in the House of Mars to begin with, they, yeah, they can't get their heads on straight to go yeah. find the other people. This house is completely screwed up. And, and I they, love they these sci-fi map, the, the, sci the science fiction maps in this house, Yeah, where you don't find, nothing appears on your map, on the, this big stone map on the wall, nothing appears on your map until, until you've explored it. you found it. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that was really So cool. nobody yeah. knows what else is going on you know who's in the control who's in the lead anything mm. like that uh, I, I really like that so they, they do start to do these scouting missions and that first they need food they don't have fire and so this is like survivor or something like that right Severo brings in a wolf that he's killed with his bare hands and blood under his fingernails. God, he's so. And it's it's, I mean, he's so Severo's his own tribe. I love him. Yeah, Severo's off by himself guy. somewhere. Yeah. This is I mean, like right now. Like I really do like Severo, but like at this point, it's kind of like painting me this like. God, what a weirdo! Like I don't. Yeah, like, I don't yeah, know what to yeah. I'm supposed to. I yeah, think you're supposed to think he's weird. It does yeah. like a, yeah. Oh, he killed a wolf. Yeah. Okay. Now he's wearing it. He's really attached to that wolf. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. Here, man. And so, yeah, and so like you have this picture of. Uh, Daryl learning about the other golds here. Mm -hmm. right. And this is really his first time learning individual personalities and they're just not all the rich golds living in the high tower. Yeah, right, and, uh, right. and so Severo having this personality it's really messing with Daryl because he's like, mm. gold, the rich kid isn't supposed to act like Yeah, that. you're all yeah. supposed to be these like sycophants just like sitting mm. at the top of society and you're not, and he and sees your peeled grapes. And, yeah, and he sees how this like makes them, like they're forced through this Darwinian yes. struggle that like you said in the last podcast, kind of in ways makes them the best. In some ways, you know, yeah. right? Um, well, it's, it, not, it's not right. It's not right. But there is no. a method to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, right. It's how you become like almost Spartan, which is what I like about this book because it makes you wrestle sometimes with uncomfortable ideas. Yeah, you know that. Uh, and we do. We there are a few of of the House Mars that are kind of brought to the fore. We have Titus, which was mentioned. He's this mm -hmm. big blowhard and liar. Antonia, mm -hmm. who is described as being kind of spider like, she's just willing to stab anybody in the mm -hmm. back. And then at the top is kind of Cassius and Daryl, right? Who are I love They're working together, but neither one wants to admit that the other's in charge. And Clob, I'm going to yeah. go with what you said the last podcast. I really start out liking Cassius. I, I know oh, yeah. fully exactly. what's going to happen, but I like yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm you waiting for that shoe to drop. Yeah. From, yeah. From, from this portion right here where they are becoming friends and he's, and Darrow is learning that golds are people. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Golds have emotions and golds have, you know, want to prove things to their parents and, right. you know, and want to, you know, and be with their families and want to understand this. And I'm really liking Cassius here. And I'm really feeling for Daryl because he's got, he, he, he now has a friend. Right. Right. He's yeah. now got a friend in all this that he's got at least three deep, dark, Horrifying secrets <laughs> yeah, that he has right. to keep from his best yeah, friend. Yeah. Right. One oh, oh yeah, friend oh, yeah I'm a red. Oh yeah, I killed your brother. Oh yeah, uh, I'm trying to topple society. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <Exactly>. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. 
exactly. So we move on, and we have this whole we have this split where mm-hmm. Cassius and Darrow and their little party get kicked out of the four kick, tribes. Ki- yeah, yeah. Gets, yes. gets kicked out. Several's off on his own. Antonio's yep. gone off to do stuff, and Titus is just in the castle, living high on the hog. Right, and Titus is just a jerk, and they're not really <laughs> living, <laughs> and they're not really living high on the hog. No, not at all, because uh, there's no food, which instantly puts up this desperation because you know Darrow needs to rise to the top of this game, and you know that he's starting out not even with an organized house. Uh, and they're already divided amongst themselves, and you're like, okay, how is he going to pull this one off? Yeah, and now that we've heard that, and now that we understand that somewhere out there, there are other houses, we don't know how many, but there there are other houses that are going to come to try to capture your flag. Yeah, and they and are not ready for this. They're not no, ready no. for this at all. <laughs> no, because and Titus Civil is just, War. Yeah. 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 And, and Titus ends up capturing a... Ends up capturing and enslaving a couple other like random people they get, that they find in the woods. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, Darrow's yeah. jealous because he didn't capture someone Cause first. Because he, he didn't capture someone first, and he then he gets upset. And we have this creepy description of Titus and his boys taking these other gold, taking these gold girls into the tower and like beating them and raping them. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really brutal. It's really, really, really yeah, awful. Not a children's book. Nope. Not no, a not young adult novel. No, no, no. But, exactly. Um, and so we've kind of gone all the way through, right? Almost through 23, 24. 23, where, mm-hmm. Again, all of this is merging. Yeah. This is all merging yeah. together. And that was one of the fun things. That's one of the things I like about Pierce's writing here, Pierce Brown's writing here, is it does flow. You, you roll through the chapters. Yes. One to the next. Yes. Yes. And going back to this whole two different tribes, there's a moment here on 186 that I specifically wrote down because I wanted to remember it. Uh-huh. And it comes to Cassius, Darrow, and Roke are currently talking about who killed who in the passage. Mm, I've got this in my notes too. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And anyway, they're talking about how, well, clearly Titus had to kill Priam. No. Darrow starts going, no, he didn't kill him. But he had to have killed someone. And he starts trying to slowly oh, imply yeah. to Cassius that he killed Julian. Titus killed Julian. Titus killed Julian. And yet, you, yeah, Titus you yeah. watch as. Clob and my favorite person right now, Poet Boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poet Boy Roke just kind of looks at Darrow the whole time. Yeah. And it even has, Roke never leaves looking at his face. Yeah. So one person knows. Yeah, he yeah. totally Cassius is buying up. it because he wants to buy it. He wants to believe yeah, he that needs, this is the person. Yeah, he, he needs the closure. Yeah, he needs to he know He thinks who, it has to yeah. be. So right. he's ready for it. He already hates Titus. Correct. Let's he already hates Titus. Hate which more. leads to yeah. 25 with Tribal War, like we're talking here. Right. Where Cassius has enough of this. Of what's happening to these girls in the towers, and he goes off on his own to try to save them. Mm. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. And then uh, bring in the Proctor here, which uh, you know, no. Fitchner, Fitchner, uh, who's been kind of uh, you know talking to them throughout. Proctor Fitchner. Yeah, and he says as long as he's not murdering them. It's not his concern. Yeah, which is oh, that's dark. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is this, that, hands off, uh, and, yeah. and it should be said that they have the the proctors have these cloaks, right, which which make them invisible. Yeah. Uh, and so that they're able to kind of hover around and watch what's going on. And, and have, this, is, this is all just a big uh, game. And we that. talked a little about Fitchner because um, we just barely met him at the end of the first podcast. Yeah. Oh. And I start out wanting to like Fitchner. Yeah. Wanting to be like. Oh, it's hard to, well, though. But I start out wanting him to be like, oh, he's going to be he's going to be the teacher. And he's gonna be he's gonna be the rough teacher who's gonna be you know who's who's gonna be kind of cranky with these everybody you everybody's pointing at me. But you grow to love him, right? Sorry, that's just my way of looking at him. Yeah, it's, just, it's the, kind you know, of the image I have. It's almost like the sitcom, not sitcomy, but like the 
you know, high school drama where it's the it's the gruff teacher, but everybody kind of likes him. Right. Yeah. At the end, you find out that he helped everybody out. Yeah, he's yeah. got really good sideburns. And so, yeah. He, yeah exactly. <laughs> and so, I keep want. I, I I'm feeling like he start like I want him to start out like that, mm-hmm. and then all this stuff keeps going on. And like you said, super dark. Like, oh, he's not killing anybody. Yeah. yeah. But I, you also, get, I also get, I I got the feeling right away, and this does come up later. But I got the feeling right away that he he is in some way at this point different than the other proctors. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, I I love this because we're talking about tribal war. So Dar- Darrow has this whole plan about how he's going to take down oh. Titus, uh, and it's really good. <laughs> but but it's all interrupted. Titus captures Quinn. And, and sen- oh, yeah. Yeah, sends her mm-hmm. ear as bait for Darrow, but it's Cassius that is, is brought in on this bait. Oh, yeah. God. And and they Cassius beat- is like, Superman, yeah, I'm going to go save her. They beat him and urinate on him yeah, that's a, that's and like, send oh, him back yeah. in shame. The, the it is just that, brutal. The page that I open up to, he smells like piss. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> just awful. And, and But they know is they're all golds, and they know that that's... Really going to follow Cassius, yes, for the rest mm-hmm. of his freaking life, right? Right. That he was remember. this dishonored by these quote unquote lower houses, right? And and yeah. you know, and, and I see that at this point, people aren't really dying, nope. right? Mm-hmm. So it's all about like what you said. It's about dishonoring them, right? These are all golds. Mm-hmm. So what can we do to you I, 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 that I, that will make you carry shame? The yeah, rest. And there's of a your lot life. about your and it, there's a lot here too between the different golds families. Yeah, outside of here, where you know your great grandfather once you know ch- once cheated my great grandfather out of some land, and you became more powerful because of it. So I'm gonna pee on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I really do like Family the idea struggle. of you know diving into like you know how terrible humans can be. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. okay, there's no laws here except just don't little, ki- just don't kill each other. A little older Lord of the Flies I, going yeah, on. Yeah, and I like yeah. how Brown oh, sure. bounces back and forth between these sweet. Really, really human, nice moments between. Well, where Darrow's learning that the golds are really people and they really have feelings, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they beat a guy, rape him, and pee on him. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. They don't yeah. rape him. Yeah. 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 They're raping other people. Yeah, they're exactly and, who I thought they were. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. No, it's it's horrible. And you really feel the conflict from mm-hmm. Darrow going from Daryl with these people on. Yeah, they really are who I thought they were going to be. I'm going to take this whole place down. Oh, but Rogue's nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Broke's nice. I like Cassius. I feel bad. I killed his brother. Oh my God! What are they doing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're now merging into Chapter Twenty Six, Mustang and Cassius oh, and Darrow. Heart. Yeah, Mustang. they my heart. They journey farther than ever, uh, and they run into Mustang. And I like how she's described. She's gorgeous. She has lines of blue on her face. Something. She's very Celtic. You know, she's got this. You know, they'll never take our freedom. Yeah, they can take our lives. She's a picked. Uh, she is a, <laughs> a lot of ways, right? Blue woad all over. Um, and they try to take her horse. Um, and she's part of the House Minerva, so many right? Horses. Athena. Um, um, is yeah, that, is that this is, is really? Minerva Athena? Yeah, yes, is Minerva, that what that is? Minerva I, yeah, Athena. Tell me. I, yeah, Minerva yeah. is Athena. Yeah, Greek mythology was never my thing. No, <laughs> it's, it's 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 the Wisdom House. Mars is the war house. Mars is the fighting house. The house Minerva, that this fights is the with itself. Wisdom yeah, and okay. battle strategy stuff. Wh- yep. So. Okay, cool. But yeah. I like I like their plan that they had yeah. for this whole plan to take over House Minerva. Well, we're going to get the house, and then we're going to... Oh, plan is messing up, plan is messing up. Jump in the water. We'll wait here for a long period of time. Yeah. And they're sitting there just... Shivering, and, waiting, and, waiting, and, waiting, and since I'm waiting, the, since treading water for hours. hours. And 
someone wow. wonderful comes to help out. Yeah. Well, and I got to just outline, I'm not going to oh, go yeah. into this Sorry. whole plan, but since I am the guy who's known for harping on plans, yeah. can I just say that I love Darrow's plan? Oh. Like, Darrow <laughs> continuously comes out with good plans and yes. real world style. They they fail. Right? And even, even when he's flying by the seat of his pants, he's still he's, he's still, logical. He's still and coming up with logic. Yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, what I love is there's not holes in this writing for me. There's there's not holes that I'm poking at. Going, oh, that makes no sense. Why are they doing that? Everything is is making making a lot of sense. I did have a problem with even if you're carved, even if you're gold and you have yeah. the extra bone dent. The extra bone density and the treading think, water for hours. Yeah, yeah. that bugged yeah. me. Yeah, yeah okay. I agree. No, that don't, don't bring that up. Don't well, you know what? Up. You know what? They. I don't think. No, I don't think they were treading water though, because didn't they say something about they had something they blew up that they were yeah. kind of floating with? Okay, thank you. Yeah, there was something. Thank you for there something. was something. I can't remember what they had, but something they. Either way, if you have extra bone density, you should sink faster. <laughs> <laughs> it is yes. true. Yes. True. But that that'll actually be, and I might as well bring it up now because that is. Uh, when we get into later fights, there are things that go on where they like they're throwing nooses over people's necks and dragging them off walls with horses and stuff, but it's not killing them. And a lot of that I am chalking up to again. They are on Mars with less gravity, so well, really like, brutal things are happening. They're augmented. Yeah. They have less gravity, so impacts aren't going to be as as hard. They're still going to be hard, yeah. but it's less. Right? Yeah. So I again that. I'm chalking that all up to that stuff. It, it's a gimme, and I'm giving it to him because I feel it's just fine. But I like how his plan here, once they finally get into the castle, their main goal is to, oh, one... We, wait, no, we, we're not there yet. Do we, uh, they're they're they, rescued we, by we, several. Se several, yeah. Se yeah. several Batmans and out of the woods. Yeah, yeah. which I love. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think I've been doing this whole time? Waking off uh, in the bushes? Kind of. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I love the fact that they go kite. Yeah. yeah, there's humor here. Uh, what I love, even before this, when they first meet Mustang, he's like, looks at her, he's like, does every house have horses but us? Yeah, you know, yeah, okay. <laughs> all horses, you know? <laughs> all horses, and then the stuff uh, with Severo. I mean, it is a dark, brutal book, but there's also these rays of. Comedy. And I think that lends a lot of humanity yeah. to it. I agree. Though. Yeah, yeah. Is mm -hmm. there's humor, there's darkness, but yeah. you gotta have a little bit of that humor in there too to prove that they're human. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But their plan here, main goal is one to get House Minerva standard. Correct, right. because I when you collect the other standards, you yeah. get more get, stuff. Yep. I like their second plan, to steal the cook. I know yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I we want to get the cook and the standard. And there's that's also smart. well, because everybody in the castle no. is everybody in Castle Mars is starving to death. No one can <laughs> cook. Yeah. And no yeah. one can yeah. cook. And I like how also there's this one spot, and I wrote it down just because I was interested. Someone named Pax seems a bloody nightmare. They're looking at yeah. the score sheets in the in House Minerva's yeah. map room. Yeah. And yeah. this guy, war Pax. War room? Yeah. In their war, war room, yeah. Pax is a bloody nightmare. Eight is slaves called down nine medbots for people. Yeah. Well, this could be fun. Yeah. And because when somebody gets hurt uh, too bad, these yep. medbots fly out of nowhere to kind of take care of them. And Pax is, it, Pax is it. Pax is a great... You know, is Pax Artelamonis. And we haven't quite met him. Yet. No, we haven't. Yet. We haven't no, met him. We just always. But yeah. you do have the vision that anybody with, an, anybody with chapter, that simple actually. name of Pax, right. just P-A-X, this dude's a bulldozer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know this dude's a bulldozer right now. <laughs> they give him a short name because he is a... Uh, 
Because he's strong like tractor, smart like tractor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I love it. It's very medieval. A lot of this, all of, when you get on the other side uh, of the passage, man, you're instantly in some sort of barbaric, dystopian, yeah. medieval, because everything's yeah. castles. Uh, they're fighting kind of with swords, but, you know, there's augmentations of, of kind of... Yeah, horses. High tech and horses. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's really cool. Again, something I would love to see mm -hmm. put to screen because I think yeah. it would kind of oh, look yeah, unlike anything that's been done. Man, castles, swords, horses, and then these med bots like, like zipping around <laughs> and like rescuing people. I, the visual that paints is just awesome. <laughs> it, it, it paints a visual of crawl. It does. <laughs> it does. It's crawl. <laughs> but it's very cool. I love it. I love it. Um, but we're on to the 27, the House of Rage. Actually, House we weren't far from Pax. Yeah, I, I was wrong. Yeah, Pax chapter, is yeah. next chapter. Yeah. Um, they return with all their stolen standards and horses to find that the house was captured by Mustang. Right? Mustang um, and Pax. Yeah, yeah, Mustang and Pax, yeah. which, I, which I love that. His plan goes perfectly according to type, and Mustang has thwarted him and come back and taken... Taking the their tower, I, I kind of love this. Lulls. Yeah, kind of yeah. lulls. I love Pax too about how uh, he's gonna show. Darrow says he's yeah. Dara, yeah, shouts his name all the time. Um, <laughs> Good battle cry. Pax. Yeah. And then we have this. We, we know who and, yeah, Darrow's so got his grapes. Titus has been captured. Mustang wants to punish him, and Darrow wants to step in and say, "No, we should punish our own." And yeah. then we uh, roll into twenty-eight here, yeah. where, where my brother he has oh, this. Why? I want to rewind. Oh, I want to rewind go, quick. Go. Because at the end of this chapter, they talk about the one called the Jackal. Yeah, it's our first yeah. mention of the jackal, and I just wanted to make sure that yeah. was in there. And I do like he's how just a rumor. He's just there. He's smarter than everyone. He's better than everyone. The proctors mm -hmm. are talking about him. Why are the proctors telling other people information, but not House Mars? Oh. But right. just a side there. Well, right. Mars kind of gets nothing. And yeah. I, I, no. I do like how the important, all the important people aren't going by their name. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. The, all, all the important people have nicknames. We have yeah. Reaper yeah, and, and Mustang and, and the Jackal. Yeah. And, and so that was one of the reasons. No nickname. <laughs> not important. Handsome. Yeah, handsome, that's right. Mustang keeps handsome. That's right. Handsome. And I, that's kind of how I knew that Titus wasn't gonna wasn't gonna be long for at least being in power here for a while is right. because they never called him the brute. I mean, they never <laughs> they, they they never gave him a nickname. <laughs> that's true. Nicknames you last longer. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And some people might see that as a weakness uh, that, that maybe they're on the these on the nose names like Reaper and Jackal. Yeah. I don't care. This is <laughs> Speaking, I'm of sitting at the table right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Titus Club, chapter twenty eight, my brother. Yes. This freaked me out. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I did not expect it. This yeah. freaked me out, and I felt form. really good about myself because I caught it as soon as he said it. Oh, yeah, when he <laughs> said the first word, yes, but... I did, uh, what, what is it? Is it how the chapter ends? That 218. Was, yeah, 218. Let me... This nope. is... Yeah. Oh, hell. Titus is a red. This, yeah. yeah, the this fact book, that he uses Red the Rising, wrong swear word. I'm, yeah, Red, Red, Rising, <laughs> Red Rising, I'm holding it in my hand, is the only book to make me audibly go, What? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, that is such a twist. And then, like, just, just to, uh, and it's, you know, um, Darrow is starting to compare himself after this um, to Titus. Like, why would he do that? Yeah. He's just like he's just like me. Yeah. How many other people do uh, do this? Does this resistance have in here? Yeah. I I, I love it. I love was it that it the House of Ares that or the Sons of Ares that did it though, or was it a different group that's I setting I, someone else? I didn't in? think that much. I mean, into it. Like, is he really? 
I, do we ever, other than just other than other just than using we the don't wrong know. swear word, we're never given clarification mm. on this. And I, Pierce Brown, I like that. Yeah, I do yeah. too. Because it leave leaves it to mystery. The, the, yeah, yeah. Mystery and leave it. There, he, yeah. he, and Pierce Brown, leave it to mystery. Don't make it in a comic or well, anything well, else. It's, 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 it's an iron goal. It's like he's already done it. That's not that's the new one. Yeah, yeah, it's coming up. But it might be. It's probably in those comics. I don't know. So Titus says bloody dam instead of gory dam. And from the beginning of the book, this was one of the hardest things for Darrow to do himself. Was to train himself to use the right swear word. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You're just doing that on the fly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love. And I always more though. Exactly. Are there more reds yeah. that are carved? What, we don't know. Yeah, well, again, was everyone's in a red. I don't. Was was Titus a red? That we don't carved? know. We don't. We don't know. know. But if, if I'm going with that, he is a red. What I love is that uh, he's here. You know, Darrow was here fighting for f- the freedom of his people mm-hmm. against the oppression of the golds, and the worst gold that he's ever met now in this thing yeah. is not a gold. It's it's Possibly. a red. But, you know, I'm gonna go Most with that he's Possibly a red. Because I, I like this either. that he's almost confronted with an exaggerated monstrosity of himself in some ways. The leader of House Mars is a red like him and he's a monster. And it, and Darrow could become that as well, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna take it as kind of that. Yeah. Right? But we're on to uh twenty nine uh right Unity uh, Unity Darrow decides to execute mm-hmm. Titus. No, nothing bonds people like a good execution. <laughs> good execution. <laughs> yep. But Cassius, Cassius, Cassius thinks Titus killed Julian, so uh, Cassius wants to do the honors. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And, and Cassius butchers. Him. And Darrow mm-hmm. is kind of like, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Watch. <laughs> what, what I like, though, this also oh, yeah, sets yeah, up. Yeah, he totally killed Julian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this sets up though that Cassius is the better fighter than Darrow uh, with yeah. the with the razor. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. so that uh, Darrow knows he needs to learn something. From and great, Cassius. Dis- great, great descriptions of the razor. Does he have a razor at this point? He doesn't have no, a razor. This is just his though. regular fighting. Yeah. Form this is just yeah. his regular yeah. fighting. Yeah. 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 Great description of just. How smooth and you know I'm I'm thrown back to like the old like Errol Flynn sword movies. Yes, yes. You know how uh-huh. how it how it, it's it's the fencing and it's the sword it's the sword and sash instead mm. of the sword and sandal. Yeah, I think referring to yeah. his dancing really paints yes. a good picture. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes. I think we're supposed to be led to believe that's kind of yeah Errol yeah. Flynnish and somewhere. Mm. Um, um, but I like there's a bombshell at the end of chapter twenty nine. Yes, Fitchner. I want to rewind. Oh, oh rewind. Second, yeah. No, no, no. What do you got, man? Um, it's just a spot here where he finally talks to Fitchner. So just right before what you're right. Get okay, to, yeah. Where he start. Fitchner actually explains. Well, board of quality control. We have a limit of people that can actually die here. So we're monitoring that, but <laughs> we're still fine. Not enough for dead. <laughs> Not yet. enough okay for dead. Okay, die. So death All is because he because he scheduled the execution. Yeah, because execution was, the execution idea. was yeah. Darrow's idea, yeah. Yeah. and a lot of the proctors watched. They were above just watching. Mm-hmm. Some yeah. invisible, some not just to see how he'd respond to it. And then he has this meeting with Fitchner, and even though the Jackal killed a lot of people somewhere, oh, what'd the Jackal do now? I really want to know what the Jackal did, which leads to the Jackal. Yeah, the, which he reveals the Jackal is the Arch Governor's son. Mm-hmm. You know, which is, yeah, yeah. Dun, dun, the, the, dun, the, guy who, the guy who ordered his wife's death. Yeah, yes. right, right, yeah. The guy who ordered EO's death. That yeah. we fawned over in the beginning. It's his son, right? Yeah, so that kind of a big... Which then immediately puts direction to Darrow. Darrow now has a goal, which I like because what I... Again, love this writing. Everything mm. about Mars is falling apart. There's mm. plans, but it's directionless, but it's mm. for a purpose. Yeah. It's showing 
Like survival. Everything, everything is survival and yeah. everything is chaos and there is no direction and all of a sudden at the end it's like Fitchner just this beacon comes on like mm-hmm. you're, you need to go to the jackal mm-hmm. and it gives yeah. a, it gives our our hero I'll call direction right and what he's gonna and do. Just be like he does have like he does want to become peerless scarred he does want to you know get be ranked high up in the gold society make it easier for him to topple the society right um, but yeah it does sort of like in this like mess, this chaos of everything that's going on where it feels like, God, how the heck is he even going to do this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He does have, like, uh, a side quest. Let's call it Yeah, a side, side quest. quest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Kill like Jackal. Yeah. And what you were talking, into Chapter 30, the House Diana. This, uh, real one quick. month later. I love these, I love the descriptions of the different types of the martial arts. That is, yeah, I, because mm, he's going to learn and, this cravat. Yeah, and the, and the use said. of the names, like cravat, um, that he starts learning from Cassius, which yeah. we're explained to is, well, this is how you fight with a straight blade. The, the, yeah. the lack, uh, maybe it's my lack of, you know, knowledge of Greek mythology, but, you know, we got House Mars, House Minerva, House Diana. Like, it, it seems a I little think, out I of think place. I think Diana Prince just, from... Uh, <laughs> no, Di- Diana... Princess. It, Diana. I, I think because it's a name, it's one of the names yeah. that has come down even to nowadays to be an acceptable name yes. that's used, um, and so it feels common. Diana. I agree, but it it, it, it it's not. It's, um, you know, I mean, it is it is Greek, um, but I like that Darrow thinks that this is a bit flowery. That whole cravat and stuff, and it creates inner peace, mm. which he doesn't need. <laughs> so it's almost kind of yeah, a little right. bit of a knock on like karate or or martial arts in some ways that. Looks to to do inner peace. He's more of like your your ulti- ultimate fighter. <laughs> like he's like like just show me how to kill people. Yes, that's all I care. I I, I just want to point out here. I had to relook it up because I'm not as good as with the Romans off the top of my head as I am with the Greeks. Yeah, Diana is Artemis. Diana is Diana is the goddess of the hunt and who is Apollo's twin sister. Okay. Uh, okay, okay. There we go. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, they're going to try to form an alliance with House Diana? No, they're going to take over House Diana. But they're 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 alliance. Alliance. they form the alliance. They form the alliance to go after Minerva. The, right. Again, the jackal, the, the jackal is this coalescing thing that everybody is worried about. So, yeah, they're going to use that jackal or the worry of the jackal to try to mm-hmm. form alliances, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, with, uh, and and they, they have a new group, new tribe part of them called the Howlers now. Ooh, yeah, the Howlers. Oh, the Howlers. Several got some. Because a bunch of the low, a yep. bunch of the lower, the lower born and lower drafted have glommed onto Severo and gone, well, he seems to be doing some pretty cool stuff. I'm going right. to follow him around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. they're all, they all have to go out and kill their own wolf to get their pelt that they wear. And I, I, I have these wonderful, you know, mind images here of just these, you know, these augmented people, these golds, these chiseled people. Mm-hmm. And then there's the one group of them that's over there that's a little bit smaller than everybody yep. else. Yep. But they're all wearing, like, bloody wolf pelts. Yeah. Like, to wear, <laughs> blood, to wear, like, yeah. yeah. To wear their... <laughs> they don't have time to dry out the leather, so they're, it's actually, like, drying and leathering. Uh, yeah, and they're across. wearing it. Yes. They have a constant yeah. smell. Yeah. yeah. But I love as they're making these plans that Darrow knows that he's losing respect of everybody because he has to stand up to speak, bef- you know, before everyone will finally oh, listen yeah. to him. And and I like this again because it shows all of this inner struggle and that, you know, things are not just handed to Darrow. He kind of has to earn this, you know. And I'm not throwing it back to anything else, but, I mean, this is how you make plans. This is just oh. real. <laughs> I was just real organic. Somehow. <laughs> <laughs> the first no, and if, be, and what I like about this world, if your plan sucks... You die. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Your characters die. What are you going towards? I don't know Sorry. what I'm going to. Yes. Maybe, maybe, let's, so <laughs> let's, stop, let's stop doing that. So, <laughs> okay. Severo at the end of thirty though tells Darrow that yeah, I know who you killed in the yeah. 
Yeah. And so yeah. Have to, but I kind of like I, I. But I like you right now, so I'm not going to tell anybody. Yeah. You know <laughs> I. And there's a uh, okay. There's yeah, yeah. There's that moment of right now. I'm not going to tell anybody. He doesn't say no. he's not going to tell anybody ever. It's right now because it suits my purpose. Mm. I like. And how we have several just scheming in his own little world over here that right. we never see, and I love that. I like how when Darrow talks to Severo, how he talks about how all of the things that he's done, but it hasn't earned him one bar of merit. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And I kind of like this because you get this idea that Severo is this real workhorse. Mm-hmm. You well, know? and you're but right. it gets no due paid to him. But you remember no. that that's how. That's how it's decided by the proctors that are all watching all yeah. of this. Who is technically the primus of the house? Who's technically the lead, or the dominus of the house? Right. Is there's the little there's the little digital wall in the castle that every good thing you do it re, it gives you bars next to your name and raises your name up the list. Yep. And several, like you said, several's been doing all the, all this stuff, but he doesn't get any like he doesn't get any test scores back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And they talk under the alliance with House Dana right now, mm-hmm. with their two leaders, about how to make it so that um, Minerva falls. Correct, yes. because Minerva has bread Correct. and horses. Right, exactly. They Minerva food, has they have horses. Isn't it Ceres that has the bread? It's oh, all you, part of a dueling plan to get Minerva and Ceres at the same time? Am that's right. right. That's, yes. It's, it's right. both, right? You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. They get the horses from Minerva. Horses, Minerva, Ceres. Minerva has yeah. the river. Right, that's right. That's Minerva has the river that's with the fish. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always negotiate with, with Tamara. <laughs> their leader is Tamara, mm-hmm. uh, and agrees to an alliance. Um, I, I actually, if there's one slow part, uh, this part it felt a little slow. It to did. Me. It did. It and did. you know what? You know what? This is horrible. This feels like elves, and all no. of a sudden things feel slow to me. We're in this large forest of god trees. We have this kind of woodsy. Uh, well, see, I, I like elves first of all. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're at our mid book elf yeah. slowdown, <laughs> but but it did it uh, did feel slow to me. Stip- staples. Uh, staples, 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 the elvish slowdown. Yeah, yes. uh, but it pays yeah. off so well when we finally invade House Minerva in chapter yes. thirty-one. Oh, With, the, uh, yeah, the fall oh, of Mustang, the three oh, oh, thunder, lightning, and wind. Yeah. The nicknames they give themselves at this time. And so, like, so Daryl com- <laughs> comes out here. He challenges Pax to a one-on-one, oh, oh, to, man. so everybody can watch. And he just Pax just comes out, and it's yeah. And he yeah. keeps yelling his name every time in battle, Pax. which I love this. Pax. This would be, again, Pax. Oh, Telemachus. Yeah, yeah. Pax. Oh, Telemachus. <laughs> was that uh, was that uh, one of the National Lampoon's movies? Was it? Uh, Doyle rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, and I see it as I, I, I see it as completely like almost like a WWE thing. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Where it's like if you know, but uh, Dave Batista should play Pax. Yes, in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it's I think he's too short. It's, yeah, he's well, taller. Yeah. You can fix that. It's so funny because I was w- watching an interview with Pierce Brown where he he was talking about how he is currently like on the third version or fourth version as of a few months ago of of the script mm-hmm. to this movie. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's got to be the easiest job ever. What do you even need to do the, to this book? You know, yeah. I mean, there's hardly anything you need to change. All of that is just cinematic ready. You know, it's just ready to go. The descriptions are there and what's going on. I'm seeing this as, as a movie in my head For sure. more than almost anything else I've, I've read. You know, uh, it's really good. Um, anything else you want to say about the fall of Mustang in this fight? Yes. Must- oh my God! Yes, they, um, so, also, we get yeah, we get the one on one. We get the one on one, and everybody's paying attention to the one on one. Oh, this is the best. We yeah. have this moment this where he's disgusting. almost he's he he's gonna beat Pax. Yeah, and he's gonna beat Pax with his with 
Pac's own axe. Oh my god! I just picture like even oh, even Pac, gold Pac's like axe. <laughs> <laughs> even as a gold, though, you have this picture of the great brute of Pax where yeah. he, Daryl actually talks like he almost looks obsidian. Yes. Yeah. yeah right. Mm. You know, and so I I always have this I have this picture at this point of. You know, almost like regular size Darrow, like hefting like this just giant, giant ass. Like a David and Goliath (laughs) scenario in some ways. It's just unbelievable. He's got him on the ropes. And then Neil... Whoa. And then Neil, what what part of the grand master plan? I comes love out here? God. Several his howlers and at least five members of House Diana cut their way out of dead horses that were put there in the night. Oh. They yeah. sewed themselves into, into, dead, into horses. dead horses. Oh, I love oh. this horse birth. Sneaky. Uh, yeah, I have written. <laughs> I, I have this in my notes written. Just awesome. Yeah. Just yeah. Awesome. D- disgusting. But, yeah, but awesome. awesome. But awesome. Yeah, again. Oh. I thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was going to be a Star Wars Try, try hanging out inside of one all day. <laughs> yeah. But Mustang doesn't get caught. At the end of this no. battle, Mustang doesn't get caught. No, she makes it out the she back makes door it with, out. The yeah, she had, with the standard. So in the end, the standard is still there. Her house hasn't fallen. Yeah, but but it, it gets cold, right? Vixus yeah. wants to humiliate her. But Darrow, Darrow, yeah. we, we start to see these these starts of this affection, right? Darrow sees her as Eo, yeah. and he says, mm-hmm. Eo didn't deserve death. And that Mustang shouldn't be bridled. Right. And I love. I, I do like that use of words. It's, it is on the nose, yeah, right, about how her name is Mustang and, and she shouldn't be bridled. But it, it works... It works uh, for me, and I, and I I like it. It again, uh, all of these emotions that I'm going through while reading this uh, is exactly what I should be feeling uh, in, in a novel. So we're on to chapter 32, Antonia. A- Antonia, one of the leaders of the tribes of House Mars. Um, just a raging. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I hate her. I, I was Can trying. I, to, I was trying it? to find a nice way to to. to uh, Explain that. But. She could be a nicer way. I understand. I, I like the character. I like the fact too that Brown writes in a strong female villainish character. Mm-hmm. Yes, I sure. do too. Yeah. And you know, the it's the boys and the girls are all competing in this. Yeah. It's right, not right, just right. the guys out there beating each other while the women, you know, hide in the corner. No, Antonio's full into this. Yeah, and oh yeah, full into all the political machinations and yeah. all of this different stuff that's going on, and. Yeah. She wants to be queen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Dominus, Domine, Dominia, whatever it happens to be. I like, I like that. Name. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, but I am not Team Antonia. I yeah. will say that right now. And what I, what, I hate her. I, I hate her. The, I, love I, I hate her as well. Yeah. But I hate. But I, her. I hate her. And what I like here as well is a Cass- very good villain. Cassius and Darrow are becoming closer and closer friends to the point where mm-hmm. Cassius is okay with Darrow becoming Primus because yeah. he sees him as a brother. And you know what? Again, the same thing Brown did with me with Eo, knowing she's going to die and I'm seeing dread with that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I kind of love this relationship and I know this isn't going to last. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, he like brother, brother needs yeah. to betray brother yeah. and, and I know this is going to happen. Uh, and I'm and I'm again dreading it because I like where these two is, yeah, are. At. You know, I'm, I'm hoping it happens in book two. Like yeah. I'm hoping we get it's through tragedy. This. He's yeah. writing a Greek tragedy in a lot of ways here. You know? um, so yeah, so House Diana tries to do a little double cross here and take <laughs> over. Uh, that didn't work. Take over House Minerva, but Daryl already saw it coming, so he's already got several uh, in place to kind of drop their little coup that they were gonna do. Right. Uh, and then we have the Antonian Vixis here go after Daryl himself. 
Right. Well, because isn't there the, a messenger? Come, messenger. A, a messenger yeah. comes yes. from the jackal and says that they want Darrow, the Reaper, right? And they will give them fifty ion blades, which that will be like That's a huge, like bonus. not a bad deal. That's a really good but deal. But offers it to Cassius specifically. Yes. Goes to him instead of anyone else in the tribe. Right. But it's Antonio, like and, you and said. That's, yeah. that's, I, I think you're, you're really starting to get this. Um, you know, the jackal is being favored in this. Mm. Oh yeah, he's got he's, he's got everything. fifty ion blades. He like, has where did he get that? Yeah, he has, he's he's got he has information. He's got everything. Yeah, yeah. He has information on this tribe of house monsters. He already like, knows, knows that Darrow, Darrow, like, and it, his name is the Reaper. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's only been fighting in a small location. Yeah, you get the feeling that Jack the Jackal's map may not be covered up. Yeah, he's in some ways a puppet master, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Antonio, like you'd said, though, Clob ends up betraying Daryl, right? Before, mm-hmm. I want to rewind. Yeah. Before, you always want to rewind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's because you guys go too fast for certain elements that need to be talked about later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Joe, yeah, deny it. Settle down there, pup. <laughs> I'm going to keep so, throwing this cap at you every time. But every time, Lilith, I, every time I think it's a drink chip. You're welcome. <laughs> Lilith, those does specifically do one thing during this meeting with Cassius. And she goes, here, this is for you. And throws him something. Uh-huh. Which causes Darrow to start freaking out over it. What did she give him? What did she give him? What did she give him? Later we're going to find out what this thing is because Darrow's going to send someone after it. Because oh, he's worried about what it this is. is, is a which really is going to lead to a, big a very big issue, yeah. I think, in the next chapter. Or the one of the next coming chapters. Yeah, it's coming up. Yep. I can see Clob is confused. No. Which is, uh, <laughs> saw the look in his eyes. <laughs> okay. I'm stopping myself from talking. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> saying what it is. Yes. Yeah. But then, like you said, there's some betrayal moments that start mm. to come. Right, exactly. Yeah, Antonio betrays, or Antonia betrays Darrow, uh, and she kills Leah. Well, Darrow, oh, well, Darrow, oh. she's and got. Rogue goes missing. She's got, yeah. yeah. Ro- Rogue's been missing. Yeah. We, we pretty much feel that Rogue's dead here. We have Leah. Um, who Antonio's standing there and, you know, I'll kill her. Come out of hiding yeah. or I'll kill her. Yeah. And Daryl has to force himself not to move and watch her throat be slit. Ugh. Yeah, it's it's pretty brutal. Again, I keep, I keep saying this like every chapter. Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> but it's, well, what it is. it's a great description of the gurgling of her trying to breathe through the blood and the blood dripping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, wonderful description. If there's here, one I thing probably. that I could say, what we could be doing in this is constantly reading snippets from this book because mm-hmm. the way Brown writes some of this stuff, super good, is so good. It's just yeah. so so descriptive. It's mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. Right. Um, um, so we're dropping down to chapter, chapter 33, 33. Apologies, apologies, right? Dun, dun, dun! Cassius finds out about Darrow and Julian. From what specific thing? No. Oh, tell us. <laughs> the What Lilith had given to Cassius was like a little video projection right. of Darrow in the passage killing Julian. Which, how does he get that? I wonder how the son yeah. of the arch-governor would get something of that information. Which, which I will tell you. Favoritism? On the first mm-hmm. on the first read-through of this, mm-hmm. things are happening so fast. Oh, yeah. Things are happening so that, yeah. that I am not the first read-through piecing this together as, boy, the jackal has too much information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am just viscerally just going, God dang you jackal! Like, how did you know this? <laughs> oh, right? I'm thinking and it's, it's on the, the game. And it's on the second oh, read-through no. that I'm like, Oh, yeah, yeah. See, all sense. of this is given to him. I, I'm thinking it's part of the game, and why hasn't Fitchner stepped up and given yeah. the, and given his Anything? team some toys? Help. Yeah. And I'm kind of getting the read-off of Fitchner like he's this old, washed-up drunk. 
Yeah. It's a way that it's just like does image it. from the Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah, and he's just yeah, hanging exactly. around, and he doesn't really help out. He doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So I guess I'm pawning it off as that that he. It's not. He's not. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, he just doesn't have anything to give because he's and again, washed up. Great ju- juxtaposition here between we've been we sold ourselves into horses. We've been fighting with swords. We're fighting over cooks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. But here's a hollow projector. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, right. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, Which and so we have, and oh, we have the we, duel we, between we, Cassius we, and Daryl. We learn that we Daryl Cassius runs in and is basically Daryl. Daryl, we found Roke. Come with me. We have to go get him. Yeah, and so okay. Daryl goes with him right away. Gets out of the castle. They're like halfway in the woods. He knows. Daryl goes. Oh, oh crap! crap. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he knows. He knows. Right. Oh man. Um, and then we have the fight. Right, and it's kind of no contest. It's not fast. No, not it's at all. Done. Yeah, and, and just right in the gut, and all right, you deserve to bleed out. Yep, yep. Die and, and think about what you've done. And that's where Cassius makes his mistake, right? Yep. He he leaves Darrow to die, which is you know your bad guy mistake number one. Um, I'm not going to call him a bad guy. Well, he's not a bad say. guy, which is what I yeah. like. It's because mm-hmm. it's again we it's have this tragedy from, from, from tragedy from perspective. perspective. It's yeah, a tragedy, so it's these passions, yeah. uh, you know, that that play out. And I'm going to say here, and I'm going to make reference to um, Shakespeare here. Because of the fact that Cassius is very much a Mercutio character. He's that handsome guy who's got everything going on and he understands what's happening and he's a good fighter. Yeah. And oh my god, I just realized that Romeo is Tybalt. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, I just right. realized that Romeo was the one who's wronged me. And so he makes he makes it quick. Mm-hmm. He 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 makes it quick to the dying, not to the death, but to right. the dying. dying. Yeah. All I right, like I've done this. I'm sorry. I loved you, but this is what has to be done. Right. Right. And he walks away and I see him really as that tragic Mercutio character okay. who yeah. doesn't really he he doesn't want to hurt people, but but right. dang nabbit if he has to, he's going yeah. to do his duty. Yeah. We were brothers, Anakin. Yeah. No. 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 I thought you were making no. references. <laughs> no, and the re- no, no. The reason I'm bringing that up oh, is because that this so. is how you do a, a, a brothers who aren't brothers fight. Yes. And, and and you bring in you bring in feelings. I mean, mm-hmm. Pierce Brown, huge Star Wars fan, doing it better than the master himself. Yeah. You know, like uh, where where he ground. yeah where he does he does this. Fight falling out of brothers, and it's it, there's so much gut wrenching emotion here. I love it. I love it. So we're left at the end of the chapter with Daryl bleeding out. The end uh, of part three. Uh, and again, all of these passages, a lot between parts, are deaths for Daryl. They're, they're 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 these deaths. That's a, that's a good. It's, passages. Yeah, it's, it's deaths and reawakening and rebirth ideas. He is being rebirthed, yes. right? And uh, he's coming part four as the Reaper. Cassius's story. All right, on to part four, the Reaper. Chapter 34, The North Woods. Um, Rebirth of the Reaper. Ah, I like this. Darrow awakens in a cave. Mm. And I again, like we talked about, I love these cycles of death and rebirth. And this this for me, well, we'll get into it. God, he's died a lot of times. I was thinking about it now. <laughs> he does die a lot, <laughs> right? Yeah, he's died more than the, and we make the time, doctor. And we make time jumps with each of these, too. It's not like he right. wakes up the next morning. No, it's, right. right now, it's been a month. Right, because I like a month, because yeah. what I like is Darrow is kind of has like these strong women figures that come into his life and counsel mm-hmm. counsel him or shepherd him through his passage to this new consciousness, right? So you have like Eo who counsels yeah. him and then shepherds him through his death, kind of into this being reborn into a new life where he finds out that he's a slave, right? And that's exactly what happens here because it's almost like this institute is corrupting him, 
right? Mm-hmm. Like he's becoming what he hates, and Mustang then becomes the second sage on his journey, mm-hmm. right? And she guides him through his second death in a frozen cave in the north, right? Where he emerges then as this warm leader of men, right? I love these archetypes that are that are coming out in all of this. And we we have this. Um, they get found. Yeah, but at the cave they get found, and we oh, so before he, you say that, oh, yeah. can you right, right before he said, I love where Mustang tells him that he must live for more. Oh yeah, yeah I like. A, I'm reading it, and again, I'm choking. Yeah. I choke yeah. when yeah. that happens. He's, he's, I love he's, it. He already, he already sees her kind of as EO, and then that's just, that's just going to. And who's, she also who's the, sang the song though too. Oh, Early no. on, when he first is waking up, she sings the exact same yeah. song. Well, where'd you hear it? Well, there's a little girl singing it from the. Projectors everywhere. And as yeah. and as weird it's as a it, as weird as it might sound, this chapter thirty four is one of my favorites in the entire novel. Uh, for for whatever reason, uh, and I, I have in my notes just written, this is his first novel. Yeah. What? Like this is this is crazy mm. that that this is his mm. first, or at least the first one that's sold. And we get um, we get some humanity here too. Again from Daryl, who's been he's been scheming, he's been doing lying, he's been doing all this stuff he needs to do to rise to the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was dead now. You know, Cassie's pretty much killed him. And it, while he's healing in his unconsciousness, he he can't help it because he's he, because he's human. He talks in his unconsciousness and in the fever of yeah, in, in, right. in the fever of his thing. So when he comes out, Mustang's like, worried about who's that. this woman you're talking about? Yeah, he's worried about it. He's right? like, oh, crap, how much did I say? Right. No. I love how Mustang talks about society as this with the hand and the fingers, you know, and, and what it directs and stuff. I, I, I love all of this. Which this, was, which was mm-hmm. a great, um, I, I immediately thought of the Helldiver drill. Right, yeah, that, she, I, I agree. About which the is hand really and weird. the fingers and the yeah, I, I guiding. Agree. Again, I feel like chapter thirty-four is kind of the, one of the most important chapters mm-hmm. to slowly read through and really digest. The stuff that happens in it is really important and to set up what's a, coming a gr- next. A great way to start your final section of the volume, yeah. your final book. Yeah. Yeah, a yeah. great way to set the set up because we know we know we're in the last pe- place here in the book. Mm-hmm. We know we're going to come up to the climax. Very strong yeah. way to start yeah. how we're going to roll. And, the door and you know, I know you guys kind of hate when I do this, but on the flip side, I love when I do this because this is what I kind of wanted uh, in a lot of ways. This podcast to be is where we relate it to other things that have come, mm-hmm. not just constantly. Rip Star Wars or Alien. It's gonna be Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out because I feel it's justified because I'm telling you, Pierce Brown comes out as saying he is this huge Star Wars fan who's read all the books, mm-hmm. digested all of the movies and cartoons and comics. I mean, he is as steeped in it as me. So when I read this scene, I see this in some ways, and again, it, I don't get bogged down in it, but this is his Dagobah scene, right? Like Mustang is the sage and she is dying like Yoda does, right? And he leaves her in the cave and comes out and, and Finchner is a ghostly Obi-Wan that appears with his ghost cloak. You just ruined my image of Mustang now. Well, now in some will. ways he is, right? Because he's cloaked when he first <laughs> arrives, <laughs> right? And, and, and there's all these revelations and he's set forth on this last bit of the journey. And again, I, I again, I, I know you guys sometimes roll your eyes at this, but I'm telling you, this is when he, yeah, and it's, it's kind of irritating because, because this is the kind of Stuff that that is goes into Pierce Brown's mind when he's writing this book. Yeah, he is going along the hero's journey, and these 
archetypes that were used by George mm -hmm. Lucas and other writers are the yeah. same ones he's going to on this. Mm -hmm. All these, this, this, he, the hero's journey of of putting things down and taking it back up. The man, the mantle of you know, of your responsibility. Right? Well, and it's 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 a George Lucas thing. It's to go back. Since well, and George Lucas is just ro robbing it. Yeah, from, since you know, since, since we're talking, you know, since we're so steeped here in. Greek myth with Roman names and everything else. It's the Hercules journey, right, right, um, right, from Greek myth. It's right. uh, it's all this. I've I've done bad things, but there's a there's a reason for it. Right, right, exactly. Um, I want to just because we're nearing that end of the chapter spot here, and you brought up Obi Wan Fitchner. Yeah, that well, yeah, we talk about how <laughs> Fitchner Wan Kenobi, Fitchner Wan Kenobi, Fitchner Wan Kenobi. There's no help really from any of the Proctors, but we get into what the Proctors are doing on Olympus. Oh, and we yeah. find out the rules of the Proctors. Once your house is gone, you have to leave. Right. And it leads to Daryl realizing and being told from Obi-Wan Fitchner right. that there are two specific houses and Proctors that don't like him. Right. Apollo and Jupiter. So right. the mind is scheming, the plan is happening. Yeah, because these and, these yeah. bales have are keep they mm -hmm. keep it's like they keep being unveiled before him, right? And this is his again his in this book his final death, Correct. where mm -hmm. he is being revealed the final reveal, which is yeah, your fight is not against the jackal; it's against something even bigger, bigger. right? That you're you're Society. part of an even larger game. And we learn yeah. more here too about the other proctors, mm -hmm. and I like too how Brown. The Proctors are the gods. I mean, they're yes. on Olympus. Yep. But the Proctors have distinct personalities, uh, personality traits of the ancient Greek yeah, gods. Right. Yeah. You know, Fitchner is Mars. Fitchner yeah. is Ares. Um, you know, distinct traits that he has. Jupiter's traits are Jupiter's traits are there. Uh, Apollo's traits are definitely there. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And for what we for for who we see and how we go through that, and I, I I just I like the weaving of that, and it's right. the weaving of this society as you learn like later too, and it's not spoilers, but as you learn in later books, it's the weaving of this is our future, this is Earth's future, right? And the bits and pieces from the, the past. from the past that they've taken and hmm. really bastardized yeah, yeah. into their culture. Right. 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 Yeah, I, no, I really like it. And even and, from, uh, you know, not knowing too much about Greek or Greek mythology, right. uh, Roman history, um, not even knowing that, I'm, I'm still enjoying this. You know, just the oh, fact yeah. that, like, you know, the, the proctors have all these different personalities and yeah. he's really being able to nail them down and like, no, like, okay, I see yeah. what's going on here. Right, and I think that's it speaks again to Pierce Brown and his writing that he can write a book that you can take right on top as it is take come as it is right and if you want to dig down though everything is connected to something and the you know, le legit the the humanity of it too where real everybody's crooked we have, <laughs> right. we, yeah we yeah have, including daryl we have no pristine good person no i no. agree i agree everybody's yeah. crooked everybody everybody you know the the teachers are taking bribes here for the grades and to help out the different students right exactly and Nothing. Nothing is good. Nothing right. is pure good. Right. So they set about this last part of the plan now, right? So chapter thirty-five, the Oathbreakers. Darrow sets about recruiting uh, a, a bunch of the the Oathbreakers, an entire army made up of these Oathbreakers. Now, right. The shamed. The shame. So now, real mm -hmm. quick here, despite the fact they're rejoining this new army, will they still be shamed when they're out? I don't I know. I don't know what they, they broke think. it I don't in general. Know. 
Yeah. I don't Does that know. lead to automatic shame? I, I feel like they they think that they can win back, in some ways, glory. That, that, that could, they that could be, but you know, I think, I don't you know, they, they broke the rules of the game. True. The like the, the game at large. So maybe that's why they are so, hey, we'll take Mount Olympus, because we have nothing mm-hmm. left to lose. Well, and we find, when we find out that the, the, the winners or the, the, the people who are do well within the game essentially are going to get apprenticeships right with the and higher houses yeah. so if you're an i think the idea here is well if you are an oath breaker you can you can still redeem your you're, you're not going to redeem yourself back to the top mm-hmm. right but you can still redeem yourself Something. to the point where maybe you're maybe you will get a sponsor for some lower position later Right. Whereas if you didn't do anything right now, you're just screwed when you get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, what I what I like is they, they get packs back, right? Which I I love because then it sets up it packs. sets up what what I like is just visually that Pierce sets up a really nice looking group, a very kind of diverse people. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got kind of Darrow and Mustang, and the images it creates in your head as far as you know, Pax is this big, huge, lumbering guy. It's a movie poster. That's happening in your head. <laughs> oh, you, you can yeah, see them all yeah. coming at the screen with big packs in the back, yeah. and you know the other it's, guys. It's, it's, a, it's a weird justice. Packs would be yeah. Packs would be in the front. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, little little Severo in the front, like Rocket Raccoon. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Wait, 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 I already yeah. said. I already said Batista. <laughs> yes. oh, no, no. Pax is totally Groot because he only says his name. We are Pax. <laughs> I love all this, and and I like that uh, Darrow has a really good grasp on what what, what needs he done. needs to do because he's like my rise to the top needs to be meteoric. Because because they're gonna get wind of this and and the Proctors will step in and take this and the first place he goes is back to Castle Mars right and starts he needs to set up his house set, reset his house back in order put yep. his house back in order You're and right leaves to create further knowledge that he's back and starts carving sling, sling blades, blades everywhere I, I love this makes them and. God, right here at the end, it talks about Severo, and I'm like, God, where is Severo at? <laughs> I mean, where is he hiding? Right. He's not back in the Such bushes again. I don't think. Guy. But I love well, how I love how aware. Great, great rebel, great rebel propaganda too was starting this whole like uh, yeah, with, with, with the larger the larger than life thing. Right. With, I was gonna with, say he's yeah. so aware of what he needs to do. He knows he it's got to be meteoric, and he's gonna create a myth out of himself. So he's gonna. Carve these mm-hmm. these reaper blades out. See, I I, somebody they all know is dead. Yeah, and, right. And see, I, I, I really don't think he was thinking about creating the myth. He was just the first one he carved. He was just so ticked off that he's like, <laughs> "I'm gonna sign this." Right. Yeah. I think I by just the, came in here and kicked butt. I'm gonna sign right. this. But by the by the end, I think he says, "I must become a myth." Yes. I think, yep. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. Right. That's but he didn't that. start out. He didn't start out that way. I like. Yeah. And so we're going to chapter thirty-six. A second test. Um, which it feels like this whole book has been test after test. So that's that's well, that's the game. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah right, exactly. Um, but Darrow needs the ovens, right? Because an army, an army... Stomachs. Army walks on its stomach, right? So he needs the ovens of Ceres. I, again, everything about which this... Which is a great Napoleon reference. Oh, God. I, everything about this seems just so spot on. Explain mm-hmm. that. You know, As in Napoleon Bonaparte. Yeah, as in that—that's that, what he says. That's where it comes yeah, from. Says, oh, that's where the army okay, walks okay, on his stomach. Okay. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, where right. they come. I thought there was a thing, I thought there was a thing too, where you took over a place with a bunch of oils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's. That, I don't remember no, that. That's, yeah. yeah, that's a Napoleon Bonaparte quote: "As an army moves on its stomach." Yeah, you get, you get, you get this this army that is is primed to love him, right? Because they they are the the scorned, right? They they are the people who 
who society now has thrown away. He creates a myth out of himself. Now he's got the the food to back his army. I'm like, everything he's doing is kind of flawless. You know, it's 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 it's. Mm. I really love this. And a sling blade. He has very good ideas, but like up until this point, like he has totally earned it. Yeah, right. Like it's it's not just he's not just perfect, just because. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean he is smart. We do know that, but you know what? He's lost, right. and he has everybody in his army now wearing wolf cloaks, which oh, I get. So I accept packs, except for packs because he's not one big enough. A weird little hat. Pax is still, yeah, <laughs> packs is just a <laughs> little Robin Hood yeah. hat of a wolf on top. Uh, which yeah. I the wolf the wolf cloak. I will say again, this is this is a this is a Hercules thing. Yep. Yeah. Even oh, though, even I, though, even though it started by Severo, this was the, Hercules was always Hercules' army, and Hercules was always known for wearing the lion cloak. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And what I love here is how aware Darrow is. He even says that when he is tearing apart society, uh, he says that all of these people will remember getting a compliment from him. Like he's going around complimenting everybody. He's mm-hmm. becoming their leader, and he wants to mm-hmm. build such a rapport with them that even when he is dismantling their society, that they'll be proud to have served with the man who is ripping yeah, apart it, their it society. Makes, it makes sense. I it, love that. It makes yeah. sense because he's not going to. Well, he could kill them, right? But he's not going to, and they're going to serve underneath him. Yeah, now. and he and still needs allies when yeah. he gets to his next stage. Yeah, so he's early saving himself right now. Yeah. Very tactical. And and the climax of this entire chapter thirty six then his to drive this whole thing. Is yeah, is is Tactus tries to rape a slave and Darrow mm-hmm. has him whipped and twenty five lashes. Yeah. And yeah. then what does Darrow do? He takes them as well. He takes them as well. From Pax. Yeah. Oh yes. yeah. yeah. Oh that terrifies me. And this idea of hey, your ma- strong guy. Your your mistakes are my mistakes. It's yes. my fault that you it, it, it you are under me. I should have seen this coming. Yeah. It's it's my fault that you. Di- it's partly my fault that you did this because I didn't stop you in the beginning. Right. Yep. And so therefore, I must take your punishment with you, and yep. just rallies everybody to the. Oh my God. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna. And I'm gonna. He set actually a- cares about it. I'm gonna set aside the fact that he seems way wiser beyond his years. At this point, he's about eighteen, is what we are told, and he yep. seems way wiser than he should be about this. But this is mm-hmm. this is beautiful. If you if I throw that out of my mind, this is exactly. Uh, what he needs, but to you have to remember the culture he came from. Oh, yeah. you have to remember and you what he's been through already. Yep. Yeah. and you have to remember the things within the red culture of right. going all the way back to his father's death and Eo's death, and the family has to help pull down. Yeah, and break the neck. Break the neck during the executions, and so right. this everybody hurting when one person does something is directly from the red. It's something he's grown up with all his life. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And for the reference now where we're at, he has House Minerva on his side. They've just taken House Ceres. Yeah. And Diana's with him as well because of Tactus and all of them, correct? Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. As and far as I So right now he's recall. got three out of twelve. Yes. Nine more to go. So we head south. Yes, <laughs> right to Jackal. Yeah, it turns to Apollo. Hopefully. The Jackal must fall. They ride south. They have a confrontation with the army of Apollo. That, that, this, this is pretty like ballsy. Holy! Like, yeah. This is this is totally this is totally Tombstone. You yeah. tell him I'm coming. Yeah, and I'm bringing yeah. hell with like, me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Again, he yeah. knows his uh, rise. He he knows his rise must be meteoric. So he's not wasting any time. Yeah, it just just kind of like who was kind of mm-hmm. set up to be the big baddie. Yeah, you know, um, and I love how Tactus, ta- how Tactus, Tactus becomes like his scout now. I yeah, wrote right. Tactus. Do I like 
Question mark? Do I like? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. If I, like I don't. Or I agree. Right now, Sorry, I tried to read that thing. girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I don't. But, but I don't now know. I'm with it, you at all times. But I don't know if it's. I don't know with Tactus if it's sorry I tried to rape the girl or sorry I got caught or yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and, uh, yeah just, I agree. I, do I like? I don't know. So yeah, I'm gonna mean, do I'm gonna do what I can now for this. I'm, I'm gonna do what I can because again in the society, remember it's all about elevating your position for you. It's very yeah. selfish. Right. So I think Tactus sees. Daryl's on the rise here, and therefore mm-hmm. he's going to align himself so that he can follow along with Derek, with with Daryl on this rise. Mm-hmm. I don't trust him yet, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And and I've also got to praise in chapter thirty seven the restraint that has been shown with the relationship between Daryl and Mustang. Like they're in that. Yes, we haven't gone high school. Yeah, we haven't got yep. high school musical with this. Yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> They have, have you seen High School Musical, Claude? Because I haven't even seen High School Musical. Yeah. I have seen High School Musical. <laughs> what? So, I guess it's a musical. Okay, I'm, I'm the theory. Right, 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 right. right. but, uh, but I mean, they've been in the cave together. There's been plenty of opportunity for, for you know, their relationship to escalate yeah, towards Bootsy. Stupid, <laughs> unnecessary romance. Uh, but, but it hasn't. And, and so she's always been kind of flitting around the edges as this, you know, potential love interest that I think by this point we're starting to really root for. Mm, yeah. But we've needed that time to get over a really strong character, which was EO. And yeah. even now, uh, uh, Mustang is ready for a relationship, mm-hmm. is flirting with Darrow, tells her him to, like, lay with me, you know, like and we kind of we did in the cave, but he, he, he doesn't. And I would have been so upset had they jumped... The cave could have been big old makeup. The makeout. Yes. Had Brown here jumped into the, I'm going to give him a new lover, yeah. and he's going to take it, yeah. yeah remember, the whole reason he signed up to be carved and do all this, he's still doing this for, for EO. EO. Yes. And she it would cheapen that relationship. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Something so powerful would have just Heavily. been. Yeah. yeah. So, again, and praise, praise for, for not taking this relationship where I think other yeah. people might have. And then, Which scares me about the screenplay. Yeah. 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 Studio execs, get out of the way. And we start leading to. Uh, there's a bit of sabotage going on on their way south because of Apollo, who Proctor Apollo. I'm keeping things censored here, so I'm no, not going to say anything else. No, you don't need to. You don't need to. No, I don't want to be bleeped. But oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Apollo, he goes sabotages, <laughs> makes him lose. No, no, I don't. I don't <laughs> okay. Pass the part of the spoilers, but yeah. makes him lose all the horses, so they lose the right. ground approach, and then. Oh, Daryl, do you want to come with me? Mustang starts calling him one night to follow along. Come with me. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, it's Apollo in a disguise. Well, and yeah. I, and, yeah. I like the reality here, too, going into that beforehand mm-hmm. because the Proctors aren't perfect. Nope. And the Proctors aren't perfect, but yeah. the Proctors aren't perfect in, like, even they're watching. Because yeah. even, <laughs> even, even though they're invisible, right. There's still going to be signs from the grav boots, and I love mm-hmm. the reality of that. I love yeah, the reality of something of, is going to be them off. Yeah, of yeah. the fact that you can't. There are certain things you can't. You're not magically just perfectly invisible, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you, he could couldn't he see that the grav boots, and he couldn't he see the snow or something off the dome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or the, he shakes uh, the snow off the trees to he oh, can see it around the dome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he yeah. could see it around the dome. But earlier, Tactus had noticed that. <laughs> 
um, there's basically little there's marks in the snow right, from right. where the proctors Moves. were falling. No, that, that, that reality yeah. is really yeah, good. That, yeah. I like the reality Which is good. Yeah, yeah, that's what this becomes sci-fi, not fantasy. Correct. Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. No. Um, and so, but and again, if you're going with this reality, like you think, oh, he's going to get Apollo, but nope. And then Apollo's on the branch next to him, pushes him off, and this giant cave bear, mm, and it, or uh, it's it's a carved bear attacks yeah, him. So it's crazy. Kind of crazy thought, cool. Going yeah. back to how. Um, which I'm making the references to Hunger Games and the whole, yeah, you were going where I was club. Yep. Where at the end of Hunger Games, they never really bring it into the movie where the dogs that happen at the end, they're actually uh, mutations of the former. Yeah, they're uh, made. They're made to be They're bad made. Uh, so they're yeah. making this bear just very, very similar to that. And I, that was my thought. Well, yeah, and I get, I get that in Hunger Games because like the audience it was aimed at, that that is a little and messed. And actually, it's, it's kind of funny that you might be bring that up because I, I did find this carved bear not necessary to anything that happens. You know, like, I mean, it's not, uh, it's, it's cool. just challenges it's cool. the game. No, the biggest thing that I no. found this necessary to what happens uh -huh. is that, okay, but Daryl barely saves himself from the bear. Right. We have this whole trap that they had set up earlier for people coming at them or whatever it was. Right. Kills the bear. Yep. I found this necessary because Pax finally got a cloak. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That and was the, that was the entirety. Is I, I need to give Pax a cloak. I completely, I, I, I completely <laughs> felt that Pierce Brown wanted to give wanted to figure out a way to give Pax, the gigantic Pax, Pax a cloak after give he had mentioned him. So, bear. Now, so now we have a bear that they've killed. So now we have something. We we have a hide big enough it. for Pax. And who comes back to save Daryl? Wait, is he's caught in this trap as well. Several one-eyed several. And he's one-eyed one one several. Yeah, one-eyed yes. several. Yes, yeah. because he's the one-eyed demon. Now yes. Daryl's been warned about, right? Yep. Which mm -hmm. is which is a complete reference to Norse myth. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, yes. It's, it's, Odin. it's a complete Odin reference yeah. because Odin gave up his eye to gain more knowledge. Several gave up his eye to gain more knowledge. And we gain more knowledge. Cool. Yeah. We <laughs> gain more knowledge because <laughs> was good. the uh, the uh, the proctors are able to see everything through rings, through the rings that they are wearing. Right. The house yeah. rings. Mm -hmm. And so they take uh, Daryl has them all talk with their rings off. Right. He takes them all off. And I like this because this becomes a thing. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, that they'll they'll use, and we find more about a bunch of the different houses that right. Apollo Mercury is basically gone. Right, there's just a bunch of them left roving around. Right, and that the jackal went after House Vulcan earlier, and that's what led to the whole myth that started with the jackal. Right, right. Yeah. And we we're also again we're introduced yeah. to technology that we need yep. to know about for the the climax and I, here. There's jam fields, right? That that they can push around, you know, that fall around a, a certain area and no sound can leave it. You know, the other proctors can't yeah. hear what's going on. And so Proctor Apollo uses one of these. Mm -hmm. And I I I love the plans that <laughs> that Daryl has plans for all of this. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it's and it really is the, it really harkens back to some, you know, sci-fi sci-fi and fantasy arch archetypes here too, where you have the lead character and the lead character's talking to one of the villains and he's talking to one of the villains and finally the villain looks at him and goes, why are, wh what are you talking about? Nothing. But I wanted to keep you here where my friends went and kicked your friends out. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what happens. Yeah, yeah. And I love it. Uh, there are continuous times throughout this book where I am just like giddily almost like, <laughs> you know, like yes, because I I was reading this section and Luke, you talked about being audible earlier. Yeah, from from a book. I was reading this section in a restaurant having dinner <laughs> by myself. Yes, I'm that guy sitting <laughs> reading a book and having dinner by myself. And <laughs> when when Daryl finally like, oh yeah, and by the way, your house is gone. Yeah, 
to Apollo, I went, ha! <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, the, yep. there's like four yep. people in the restaurant like turned and looked at yep. me because I'm like, ha! <laughs> yep. And my actual audible <laughs> burst is coming later. A few chapters down is where I finally mm. ah! <laughs> let, out, <laughs> let out an audible thing. Um, so, House Apollo Falls. House Apollo Falls. House Apollo Falls, yeah. which means Apollo, which means Proctor Apollo is supposed to have to leave. Supposed yeah. yeah. to. And in 39, the Proctor's Bounty, we find out from... Well, wait, before we, oh, before, yeah, before we get there, there's one thing I wanted to yeah. touch on, sorry. which I love, and this is one which almost makes, makes me yell when we get to, Darrow is standing on the battlements uh, as the Proctors are hovering because he's taken House Apollo, and he's just, like, shouting at them, you know, like, Jupiter, you are next. You know, like, now he's coming for Jupiter. And, and I just love I'm him. coming he, for you. He is so ballsy, and I just love this guy. I love Darrow. Right? Uh, yeah, and I, I believe he calls me a piece of dog dirt. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. That's in my notes. <laughs> you rhyme so I don't. I don't know why I'm censoring anymore because we've been throwing stuff up. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because not only with the you mentioned the jam field, because not only can you not hear, can the outside world not hear into the jam field? You can't. You don't get information no, from outside. Either, right. Exactly. Which I like because that's how a jam field would work. It should oh, work yeah. that way, right? Yeah. That should be the technology. It's just some some weird electromagnetic yeah. resonance that's no no in no out. Right. Exactly. Like and it. then we get to Proctor's Bounty, Proctor's Bounty, where yeah. we find out. Apollo hasn't left. He's still staying on Olympus. Uh, and then I like because Finchner appears and asks Darrow to stop, right? Because, uh, big reveal, Severo is his son. Correct. And uh, he doesn't want him to get hurt and all this. And, and again, this is all a game. Which placement I, later. Which and it, I never saw. I didn't I, see I this did coming. Uh, see this there coming was one over. spot earlier where Darrow did make a comment, and I had marked it down, where he makes a comment about, Guy, you're just like several, all these comments, jokes, and stuff like that. Okay. That was about it. I didn't even thought catch it, but that. I didn't catch it either. That's good. Well, I just saw it again here when I was flipping through. I'm like, oh, wait, yeah. I had that somewhere. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, yeah. there was no. Yeah, but yeah, it, it does, like, on the on the tail end of it, makes sense. And what I love about this is, is Finchner, again, kind of being jerky, is like, you know, like he loves his son, but. But Severo is smaller and weaker, he thinks. Mm -hmm. And and that, Darrow, you make him think that he can be more than he can be. Mm -hmm. You know, like he needs to reset well, course, his expectations. Yeah, mm -hmm. he needs to accept right. his place in society. Um, I, I love this because everybody around Darrow still sees things in terms of society's structure. And Darrow has now, like, totally switched. He, he is looking to destroy it all. Mm. You know, and so it sets up this really cool kind of dichotomy. And we get this information we've gotten some information leading through this as well that one of the reasons they're setting up, the, they set up jam fields on things is the important people, the important goals in the outside world are watching all of this. Yeah, right. To see who they want to sponsor. We find out that above the Proctors, there's yet another group of people that can pull the plug on everything yeah. as well, right? Mm -hmm. um, which, again, they'll they'll play play to him as well. But the end of chapter thirty nine. Yeah. Do you uh, take it? No. This is this is the place where I was just like, oh my god, Daryl grabs. I love this scene. Grass Finchner's hand really tight in a handshake, and then he just. Punches him in the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> haven't we all, haven't we all had those teachers we wanted to punch yeah, in the oh, face? Oh, man. And again, this book, I and wouldn't say teachers. that it's 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 constantly shifting on you, but you are... Darrow is such a not playing by the book. And there's a... The, the, 
The publishing world is full of books who try to aspire to do this, constantly shifting the paradigm in the yeah. book and, and, and making things come out of nowhere. This book truly feels viscerally on a really emotional level, like things happen that you don't see coming, you know, and, and, and in a cool way, right? And again, I'm just like, oh my God, yeah. He, and something that I wasn't thinking of is instantly brought to light, like, oh, he's punching out Finchner because he's going to take... His grav boots, and he, you know, like I never, I never even thought about. Yeah, that. I had no, like, I, oh just like I just figured he was taking Fitchner out of the equation. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, and I'm instantly, it's like, oh, yeah, and Darrow has plans, and like they're coming to me as he's doing them as well. Or like, oh my God, I just figured he was taking him out of the equation, and for whatever reason that he had, protecting Fitchner, really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. show that he's yeah, that doing it more, yeah, I, I never yeah. saw the the grab boot thing coming. Oh, really? yeah, I we'll figured we'll get there. Yeah. So chapter four, 40, Paradigm, yeah. Jupiter's Fallen. Jupiter's, Jupiter's yeah. Fallen and we get Lucian. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, we, get, we, we, get, we get Lucian, the Jupiter's slave, as he's talking to the slaves about, I have, uh, former slaves have uh, done this for me and I freed them. If you do other things, if, if you capture houses for me, I will free you as well. Right, mm-hmm. uh, and and actually, we'll talk about chapter forty and forty-one just as one yeah, continuous. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, it right? is. Before we get too in depth into that part, where I know what we're going to lead to. Yeah, mm-hmm. going back to our age of discussion from last time. Just yeah. a quick thought here. On one of the pages, he talks and says, "I'm eighteen by Earth metrics." So my question is, I was waiting between the last time we recorded and now. Yeah. Does that mean, since he's always been underground, that the Reds are they have an artificial time? I where yeah. it's set as an actual Earth schedule, I, I would. That's how I, I would imagine. As yeah. something the, like that, because they have no so sun. Then, because they have no sun, so it's set as a twenty-four hour day, mm. and they keep so it that set way. Set as an Earth. So they metric. make it so it is an Earth metric, no right. matter what, because right. they're called the I culture of the golden society. Yeah, because that way is that high advanced. Yeah. Because that way you don't have to like remember time zones right. essentially mm. for your slaves. Right. You mm. don't have to. You you keep the one set mm. unit of measurement. They're all on for Earth your time. slaves. Yeah. They're on Earth time. And right. again, before we get into this whole spot, there's another time moment that I just had now. Yeah. Okay. So end of 39, he just knocks out Fitchner. Mm-hmm. Right. Now he's traveling through a blizzard. How much time would you say it takes to travel through this blizzard to get where they're going? I, I mean, it talks about they travel very slowly. It's probably taking them days and stuff. Right. After walking, yeah. So my question is, and he still had the ring on at that time. Yeah. Why did the Proctors never go to get Fitchner? Because none of them liked Fitchner. Yeah, they don't like Fitch. Because vote- Fitch- that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's but call. some of them do. Minerva likes him. Is Min- Minerva still there? She is still there because Mustang, Mustang yeah. and the rest but of them are there. She so, doesn't have the power that the rest of them have, and they're all infighting right now because Apollo's right. still in the house. But she could so still go on decisions. her own and just. Whoop, whoop. It just yeah. right now. Do, it, yeah, the, we now leading hole. towards where we're going. The yeah. time is really starting. Just thinking of it now, the time is starting to seem a little off to me. Yeah, I never got a feeling for time. Even here. though I guess Fisher, I was going even though Fisher and Minerva flirt at the beginning. Yep. Yeah. I always got the feeling anytime you had the Proctors together, mm-hmm. that it was almost like Fitchner was the lowborn teacher. Yeah, where he, mm. a lot of them didn't really feel yeah. that he was supposed to be there anyway. Right, mm. I, I agree. You're, you're not supposed to have mm. this job. Yeah, mm. right. I would just, you I, don't come from the right family. Yeah, I yeah. just, I, I never. The, the, the end of this book is just like boom, boom, boom. I never got. A, I never thought about yeah. a time was, gap being there. The, I, I never. The pacing at the end here is really one of my big issues. That all of it's all this buildup, and then 
This yeah. last whole section it of stuff is, is very short and very quick. Yeah, the pacing. And, where there's and a, the pacing seventy-five re- things happen. And yeah. that's, <laughs> and that's <laughs> really my one big issue right now is it goes so fast and time gets jumped over. I mean, it took us a month at one point just to get where to for him to wake up in a cave. To wake up <laughs> in a cave. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going. Very I, I guess. Quickly I guess right I'm going to counter all of that and say that I I don't see any time problem with these last few chapters. I feel like it's all happening consecutively. It, it, it might be there, but I didn't notice. I, I didn't mm-hmm. notice it. Too much and, and like Darrow said, my rise must be meteoric. Mm-hmm. I am more than happy with the fact that the last few chapters, a lot happens in a very compressed amount of chapters. It makes me feel like that rise is like I've been building and building and that clock has been winding and winding and the spring just pops at the end and everything instantly just culminates I in, will, in I, this. I will agree with Neil here a little bit uh-huh. just because... The time jumps uh, did bug me at points. See, I guess mostly, I'd have to read back through it. Is mostly, there time jumps? I don't I'm know. Here's why. Mostly because I, I felt that. I mostly because I felt that more should have happened outside of the main characters. Uh-huh. Like more should have happened in the game. Right. Outside of De- like the month that Daryl was unconscious and bleeding in the cave. Yeah, I, I, feel I hear more, that. I feel there should have been more in the game that should have happened. It seems like everybody was just sitting around waiting. True. And yeah. Going back to that time jump here, and this is why when they do get Fitchner back and bring him up from the, he keeps him in the dungeon of Apollo. Yeah. For the reference mm-hmm. point here, he's still bruised from all this. It's days later, and the bruising is still there. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's a broken. You ever nose. been hit? You ever been hit in the face? But they're <laughs> golds. They're golds. It yeah. shouldn't be noticing all the things. They heal a lot faster, is the way it seems. Healing doesn't take very long for him unless there's medbots. And if a proctor gets hurt, why would a med not med bot not not be right. coming that? Why would one not come for them? Yeah. Well, there's maybe some, just turned on the jam field around the dungeon. Yeah, but, maybe. Maybe, but, but we, still, we do have, we do have to speculate. Yes. There would no, still be the right. Like I said, I agree stuff, with and you. And that's the thing. And it, well, but it that, just starts. I understand why he needs. But to weren't go. they in a jam field when he did it? Because he's telling him about his son. I thought that he had he had when he did it, but not after he threw him in the dungeon. Yeah. I suppose stuff. not. And ring is still on. I mean, they can't hear. The ring would be recording right in this room. As an example, yeah, it's not it outside it of it. It couldn't get out though. Did that that being said, there was some stuff yeah. that I felt I like know. maybe I don't know. Yeah. I guess I mean, you know trying what? to trying to hand the we got, book. We got to chapter thirty nine before we're like, hey, we got problems. <laughs> like, yeah, we well, got that's to, good though. Yeah. Yes. and yeah. I don't yeah, know that I do. Small thing. I feel nuts. like some of this that's has come nuts. up. We've already been teased that Darrow knows about the rings and how they can record mm-hmm. things. So now I'm kind of left with, okay, if there's things that he wouldn't want the proctors to see, we don't need to hear about it. I'm just left to think he's obviously hiding the ring in some way, mm-hmm. taking the ring off. Maybe the jam field affects the that, ring. That, that Darrow, nah, we, we and Darrow are now smart enough, you know, now we know about okay. this stuff and that he's mm-hmm. manipulating it outside of what's being written. Yeah. But well, I'm giving the book that. Yeah, very yeah. very good point, Neil, but we should... Yeah, let's let's, hey, let's, let's, let's... let's let hey, the, hey. the rest of our thing be meteoric. Hey, yeah. you know what's odd? I can't find a Pluto. Terrible. <laughs> I can't find a Pluto. So um, yes, yeah, so we have this house. Ju- we've taken House Jupiter. He's right. talking to the slaves. We have this one like dude named Lucian, who is just described as this small, 
scrawny, unassuming, kind of, unassuming yeah. kind of weaselly guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I like all this. But then we get through all that. We find out he is the jackal, right? Which I love how it's revealed oh, that he's the jackal. We did it in the opening, right? Mm. And a ja- stabs the jackal through the hand, pins him to the table, right? Yeah. And I love this conversation. Again, a lot of this needs to be read to be really appreciated, you know, with the conversation that ensues here. I, I love it. It's almost a Hannibal Lecter moment in some <laughs> ways. <laughs> oh, sorry, I was just remembering a real important thing there that will come up later. Yes. That when they're talking with him, that everyone is acting drunk. Yes. They're oh, yeah. acting yep. drunk because they all drink juice. juice. Except there's one person who could have seen through this whole plan, and that's Mustang. Yeah, Mustang she comes in and, and looks, and he goes, nope, nope, I got it. You, you should go. You yep. should go. Yeah, go back up. Go back, go back. Yep. And she's thinking, well, wait, there's something you should know, though, but nope, help packs. And, and, I, and I love this because she doesn't then, know this. He's betting everything on the trust she has for correct. her. Correct. Which I, I kind of love. Which, is a whole bit, which gives us a whole big WTF moment here in a few minutes. Oh, I love it. Yeah, well, let's do it. Say yeah. it. What is it? No, we're not, no, we're not there yet. yet. We're not we're there yet. We're not in that chapter yet. We're still oh, yeah, in yeah, yeah, where yeah, yeah, they yeah, have... Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that, that's a couple chapters. Yeah, okay. We're okay. still aware. Sees them having this conversation. Drunk on grape juice. And he sends her out. Yeah, right. okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and it's, I, I'm going to give it the beginning of chapter chapter 41. Yeah. yeah. He jerks oh, his hand. No. He jerks back his hand. He is fast. I am faster. Yeah. <laughs> so, so held three, three short sentences. So cool. Yeah. Again, uh, yeah. It was, yeah. I'll get to it my final thoughts. Uh, but the jackal saws his hand off of this knife, which is just, and we find out that he's still being helped. A cloaked proctor appears and a thermal detonator go, goes on. <laughs> before that, before that. He killed Pax. I know, Pax. Uh, no. no, 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 yeah. No, no, it's, it's the other it way around. It doesn't happen, but yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. The detonator goes off. Everybody is thrown. Pax throws himself oh, yeah, onto right. Daryl. It's oh, reversed yes, order right. here, guys. And the jackal then digs his way through the back of Pax trying to get to him. Uh, it's just uh, awful. Because it yeah. I love Pax. And I thought if you were to tell me, I don't know. When, I, when we met Pax, I'm like, well, he's through the trilogy. Pax is a trilogy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, Pax, Pax is through the ju- trilogy until we get that tearful moment. Yeah, where someone's gonna have, where he's actually reveals himself, where he actually finally reveals himself as a red, and we have the moment of Pax's like heartbreak. Where, yeah, what do I do? What do I do? Yeah, I yeah. Do? I would have never thought Pax was gonna die. But yeah, we get the man. This chapter forty-one. Holy cow! This this power this power struggle in conversation form. Yeah, I mean it's it's so you know um, Lucian mm. doesn't really have. You know, like it's it's just, it's just the way it's um, very subtly there. Like he doesn't really even care. No, his his hand is stabbed to the table. He knows how tough he is now. He could just rip it right out. Yeah, but, but I know I've won. But he he just wants the satisfaction of being like a buying Darrow. Yeah, my father can give you this. My father can give you that. You yeah. want an army of pinks to screw? Yeah, yes. Yeah. My I father can give you that. I've yeah. already won. 
What are you doing? Yeah. This is also perfilous. I've already won. Yeah, yeah. Why are we? Str- why are we struggling? Why yeah. are we doing this? Yeah. He, yeah. Ju- he just wants that satisfaction. It's just a power struggle. Yeah, I love he it. He is a oh. psychopath. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He really is. is. And Brown does a very good job after the thermal detonator goes <laughs> off. <laughs> right. That I can feel. I can feel the cinematic scene here. Oh where yeah. It's, where it's that that ringing and it's kind of yeah. that mm-hmm. slow motion with like the trails going by yeah. as everybody's shell like, shock. Oh, shell God. shock. Yeah. yeah. No, I I I, I hear it. Too. Um, and and the jackal escapes, and they pursue him into the drifting snow. And uh, boy, this scene as well—it's just Apollo. one awesome scene. <laughs> after Stupid Apollo! Apollo, he's got a pulse fist, right? I hate him. Uh, Which I love so the pulse fist. I love this the, idea. The, the, the description, the description of the pulse fist is wonderful. Because, yeah, because it. it it, it's just it's a great weapon it's oh, a great it, weapon it's it, it's something that you, we've seen before in a few other things yeah, right. yeah any sort of but, augmented fist brings me to like follow three follow four the uh right. i can't remember what it's called but it's like it's like a hydraulic fist no. that you can just punch enemies with and it's it's hilarious to do in the game brings me to avengers 2 when iron man is beating uh oh, Hulk. <laughs> 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 or shocker from spider-man shocker from spider-man oh yeah see, there we go yeah I, okay. I'm trying. I can't even think of what the movie is right now. But it's it, it is it's one of those movies where the guy has the electric fists, <laughs> but they keep going out. So he's got to like bang them together, and then it gets to, like the electric spark coming over it. Oh, I think oh, I know what you're talking about. That's I don't know recent. why I can't remember. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody tell. But it, us. yeah, there's somebody yeah. else said. Um, so we're we're going through. But here. we say that he says that he's got to lose, otherwise he will ruin Mustang. Yeah. Right? Because he has Mustang. Oh yeah, this is the uh, grabu part. Where he has him, uh, yeah. So yeah, now. yeah, yeah. We should we should say uh, yes. uh, Apollo grabs Darrow by the hair, pulls him up into into atmosphere, and and says, "I'm going to drop you, uh, and we're going to ruin Mustang." And Darrow pretty much loses his stuff, mm-hmm. right? So and this cool. is and this is what I love because uh, Apollo thinks he's won. He's like, "Well, then forget you. Let's go of him. He let's go of him. He doesn't move. He doesn't move because <laughs> he's got grab boots on, and then he stabs him <laughs> yeah. with this ring. Yeah, the, the four times." Ring. The knife ring four times in the face, like into the nose, where it says cutting, like cutting upwards. Like, like so he's, eye. he's just yeah. into his eye. He's just jamming. And this it. was, I think, this was second place for the scene scene we wanted to do for this episode. But yeah, it was, it was too much action, and we are scrubs. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? We, we can we can kind of throw on voices every once in a while and make some cool. Well, scenes, and, and, and if you, without the visuals, it yeah. would sound like a lot of whirring and whooshing <laughs> and stabbing. <laughs> 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 whap, 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 yeah. Mm. yeah, probably not what we want to do. Yeah, <laughs> I I just oh, I just so love cool. it. So I love, uh, and I love he lands. What do you love? He lands in front of the howlers, right? Because mm-hmm. um, of course Severo's there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course there. Is. Of course, Severo's yeah. loyal. I, I had your back. And it should be said, <laughs> fight on the ground. Come on. <laughs> that was the feel I got when they got down there with several. It was like, well, I wanted to help. Right. <laughs> and it should be said now, Darrow's entire army now knows that all the suffering and everything else that they have gone through, the proctors have done this. Mm. Right? So he, when he lands, he says, we now take this war to Olympus. And they're instantly behind him. Oh, like, yeah. yeah no. we, yes, we are. And now, yes. now, now take his armor off and give it to me. Yeah, yes. yeah. And, and it is at this point in the in the book that I am just like going nuts. Like if I had a sling blade, I would be following. I, I, re- I, re- I remember, you know, a couple years ago when I first read this, this was a this was a very late night for me. Yeah. Um, I feel like, uh, yeah, what was it? Oh man, man, I feel like I, I rocked through uh, part four of this book. It goes quick. Yeah. And, well, and, and I started late. I'm a slow reader. 
the next day at work was real hard. <laughs> totally, this, totally this, worth it. Totally at the end of it. this, I feel like I like when you're eight or something, and you read something, or usually watch something on TV, like wrestling or something, and you like you'd have to pause it because you had to go run around the house outside. You're like, <laughs> like you grab something and run around the house. That's how I. That's how I felt at the end of this chapter. Like I needed to put the book yeah. down and run around the house or go lift a weight or yeah, something. I just, I, you've, you've, you've gone and you've gone into the cupboard. You've ripped all the wrapping paper off the tube and you come back to the living room I have a sling blade yeah the girl <laughs> yeah. the girls are standing on the porch looking at me like dad what are you doing and I'm running around the house with a lightsaber I'm taking Olympus <laughs> <laughs> and I, not, not, not to leave you guys out of this like the last time that something like this had happened to me was like in college um, a, a big problem I had was I had Netflix. Um, I just discovered the show Prison Break. Oh, love Prison Break. But man, that, that is such like a cliffhanger at the end of an episode show, and there were so many nights I stayed up until like 4 a.m. Just like... Oh, I gotta watch the next I, one. I now. gotta... Uh, you can't leave me on that. You can't, I can't go to bed now. I'm just gonna start it. I'm <laughs> yeah. just gonna start the next yep. chapter. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, oh. I'm just gonna start. I'm just, I'm just gonna... Four chapters later. <laughs> what year is it? Uh, but yeah, Let's uh, blaze through yeah, the last are, uh, three chapters. 42, War on Heaven. Oh, Darrow so takes cool. on Olympus. And it, to me, actually, these last, these last two tra- chapters, a lot happen, but a lot of it doesn't necessarily matter. You know, like, it's just like he is just running through halls and fighting and taking Olympus, and it really... It's cool. It's, yeah. it's what I would like. It's just this epic orgy of fighting. Where you're just like, and, and I would have used a different word. Well, okay. that's what I'm going to use because it's just like things are flying everywhere, and there's it. It doesn't really matter who's who's fighting who yeah, necessarily. Yeah, images of him stamping, stomping down the hall, and the proctors that are cut off guard. He's just like, screw it, tie him up and throw him in the room. Yeah, in a movie, in a movie, I don't feel like a lot of time would need to be spent on this. This is so, this, this last huge epic montage yeah, battle of man. him taking and a. Then this book has just been so good at just like taking turns where I don't expect them. You know, uh, you'll. Darrow being underground and being a red yeah. and Mars isn't terraformed. Just kidding. Yes, it is. Yeah, and like up to like the point where like you're in this game and this is how you're gonna right. win the game. And, and, he's, and, I'm, and I'm thinking he's, he's gonna like follow it to like, okay, so this is gonna be a story of how Darrow and House Mars take all the other houses down. Right, right. Wrong. No, no right, he's right, going right. to kill the proctors. Of right. It. Like, this and is, and you know why? I'm not gonna win the game. And I'm gonna destroy the yeah. game. And you know why I think creative this creative use of game mechanics. Right. And you know why I think this is such good kind of beat timing for this book is that uh, the Jackal and Apollo were the bad guys we wanted to see him mm-hmm. beat. So time is spent on the death of the Jackal and the death of Apollo. We don't care about a long protracted scene of him taking Olympus and then Jupiter. Who cares? And neither does he, which I love, because he faces Jupiter, and he's just like, whatever, Jupiter, Severo's in a ghost cloak, hamstrings him. <laughs> you know, like, we don't need a long, epic battle with whatever. Jupiter. Whatever, Jupiter, <laughs> you're dead. There's, there's, <laughs> yeah, and they tie up the other proctors and throw them in a closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this is what I want. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like 42 oh. and 43 are end notes. And there's not necessarily... There's a great few lines here where the other golds that are following him and like, you know, nameless gold oathbreaker number four, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, goes goes you know goes to go after one of the female proctors and Darrow. You know, there's a scene where Darrow grabs him and goes, "No, you kill who I tell you to kill." Yeah, right, right. And the guy goes, "Oh yes, sir. Sorry, sir. <laughs> yes." Yeah, and but he's leading them through heart, like like they follow him because of who he is. Uh, I, I really like this. Um, yeah, because Jupiter represents the decadence of society, and uh, oh. I just, uh, I, and, yeah, 
I just love it. Yeah, so we find Mustang in Olympus. Yeah, so chapter 43, the last test. Oh my god. Oh hey, my god. Go get the jackal. Go get the jackal and you oh, bring him to we, me. we didn't, we, big thing. When, uh, That's in this chapter. When Apollo, no, when oh. Apollo has him in the air, he says, bloody damn. To him. Oh, yes. And so so it's revealed that he's a red, but uh, there's a time lag in when the footage gets off, you know, out from the Institute. And so he has Severo here edit the footage. So Severo knows he's a red, Mm -hmm. but Severo edits the footage. And at this point, Luke. Yeah. You became Severo in my head. What? Oh, because what? I'm editing the footage. Because, <laughs> editing the footage. because he said Severo to edit the footage. Because oh, when I'm, Cla- like, I'm, like, I'm not a little guy. Because when Dirty Uncle Clob says bloody damn during the podcast, <laughs> you edit it out before it goes out. Yes. <laughs> but no, this is totally when it became. Oh, so Severo's kind of a techie, too. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Severo's cool. It's, Severo is cool. Yeah. Uh, Fishner reveals uh, that must it. Before that, though, <laughs> that's 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 Rewind. now Neil, that's now Neil's catch. You guys keep yeah. going back. So many things. Aspect. Rewind. And I don't have one yet. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you there. But uh, you probably do, but you back can back after they save, and they go and say, "Well, I want you to go get the jackal. Yep. Go find him, and they have their first kiss." Because it finally right. happens now. No, I have and, oh, that's this, thinking, this is a very good point. Yes, I like Thinking this. back to his necklace, which he was given back to him by Fitchner after he died. Yep. Not sure why I'm making air quotes. Hemantis, no one can see those. He was blossom. thought, you know, I can't give this to her, though. No. no. I can't do it. Which it's I like. Because we wouldn't have wanted that as readers. No. No. And then there's the nice line of, fetch me the Jekyll standard. Yes, Lord Reaper. Mockingly bow, wink, and gone. And when we get to the thing that happens pretty soon, where I have a lot of exclamation points on it. Yeah, that. and th- that's super and good too because, like, in the moment, that makes sense. Like, it's, it kinda, it's kind of more flirty. Sense yep. yep, yeah, it does. And yeah. then, Fitchner, like but then in the reveal, yeah. oh, it makes man. even more sense. And so Fitchner reveals that Mustang is the Jackal's twin oh, sister. I was, so, <gasps> I was so mad. I was so oh, mad. Man. And he just sent her after yeah. him. And, and I love oh. this because you're you're two chapters away from the end, and you're thinking, okay, Darrow. Mustang's gonna betray Darrow, yeah. and that like, will lead to and every two of every them yes, the and everything down. in this book has been twisting on us, and we're like, oh, okay, yeah, Mustang is going to betray, right? Um, Darrow returns to House Mars to finish <gasps> things off. Roke is alive. Yeah, I know, Roke right? Roke is alive. Roke is alive. Yes, Roke is alive. I'm so happy that Roke it, is alive. Uh, where was Roke during it's this whole time? It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's been a while, but where was he? Where was he? I I don't know. I don't know either. No, nobody oh, knows. No, no, no. It's it's never, okay. it, it I'm waiting for it said. I was like, yeah. I don't know. I'm waiting for one of you guys to, to be fair. He looks terrible. To be fair, yeah. Ro- Roke is terrible and like barely standing, and they talk about how he's pale for a gold. Yeah, and right, right. He looks he, bad. He, yeah, he, he yeah. looks bad. And I, I get the feeling that somehow he got away from Antonia. Yeah, right. But, right. but and know. it never goes into how no, we're into no. that here because we've got to keep fast forwarding now. Fast and again, forward. going to the pacing but thing you, here. I don't mind this I'm though. I, I, none of this is an issue for me. But, but the, I liked, I love the fact that Roke is still alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's, you can tell he's a little bit more jaded now. Right. Mm-hmm. But he still, he still, he still spouts these beautiful lines to Darrow where it's just, yeah. you, you know, comparing him to, you know, the different gods and I, oh, I, and he, the poetry of the Reaper in your blade and mm-hmm. right. all this. And I love that from Roke. And 
we talked about it when we first met him at the in in the first podcast. The 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 rogue that is Roke. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And uh, Cassius then swears that the next time they meet, they'll kill him. He'll he'll kill him. Well, running it through pretty quickly, yes. <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. of the houses, right? Correct. And the blood feud. It's yeah. sworn to the whole so talk family about the blood, members now. Because this will, play, this, just, will, this will play big in the next book. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. so what is this big. blood feud that happens? Because I mean, Daryl is, is going kind to... kind of disgusting how... My name is Cassius Obelon. Yeah. You killed my brother. Prepare <laughs> to die. Yep. I, <laughs> I mean, he... Princess Bride, right? Oh, that was good, though. That was good. Good one. Cassius bites a scab on his knuckles. Yep. Takes a quick sucking of the blood and spits it right into Darrow's face yeah. to claim this blood feud. And ugh, just yeah. disgusting. It's old school. Well, it's old school. Cool. I love it. I, I, I do love and it. And now Darrow is the Primus of House Mars. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? Um, Darrow's got all this stuff like uh, um, tech. Yeah. Um, yep. And he's able to like they just overthrow House Mars, no problem. It's. Well, yeah, yeah, when you're so. in when you're when you're in mech armor and fly down yeah. and fly down with lasers, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah, 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 fly in like Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all right. You yeah. can beat the emaciated guys with swords. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> still have food. And yeah. so then this trans yeah. translates us into the last chapter here. Oh. Forty four rise. Rise. The rise. So good. I, so I have won. I, I love yes. it. I love it. Mustang returns with the jackal. And she doesn't betray him. Uh, yeah, I was not prepared for this because I thought this turns. book was going to end on a cliffhanger of her betrayal. He's twisting and lead to book two. I didn't want it. I didn't down. want it. So I'm glad it doesn't happen. But I you thought that's what was going. No and kidding. I was wait. And I was waiting for some. I was waiting for some trick here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was waiting for like he comes and he's in the shackles and yeah. you know and but he's not really in the shackles mm-hmm. and so he stabs him in the back or something mm-hmm. like that you know right and, and this was kind of the Thor Loki moment for me too. It's like yeah, I'm tease my brother, but we caught him and we're gonna put him in prison. Now. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Uh, um, and so I like Daryl Mu- does a, a little bit of musing here about society one last time here, and that Mustang is the best of the golds, and there's goodness in the golds because of what you said, Luke. Because in many ways they are the best humanity can offer. Yeah. But also the worst humanity yes. can offer. But and or ha- is that just what humanity is? Yeah, right, well, right. And, and yeah. we have this moment here too before like the game is shut down, before the game itself <laughs> is over here. Before he kills all the proctors. Where we have where we have Daryl and Severo kind of just standing there. It's almost like an elevator scene. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where they're just kind of standing there and Daryl's like <laughs> yeah. and Daryl realized Daryl, you know, Girl of Ipanema's playing. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Are you kidding me Um and Daryl's Daryl realizes what I'll he obscure it. Yeah, I got nothing else. <laughs> that's the that's what's playing in every elevator in every oh, movie. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, Google or YouTube that song. <laughs> I guess yeah, you say that. I know exactly the song you're talking about. Yeah. The song that was already in my head. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and just kind of that moment where Daryl realizes that he messed up when he was in the air in Apollo. He remembers it. He kind of, yeah. And we have this moment with several where he's like, um, did you, notice it? Did, you, did, you, did you notice anything when you were editing the footage? And several's just like, yeah, I took care of it. <laughs> yeah, I got you. We're good. I got you. We're good. 
I really like this. And then, uh, again, uh-huh. Severo uh, knows about Bloody Dam and edits it out. This is where we find out about that. Mm-hmm. And the Arch Governor Augustus, right, the, the leader uh, of Mars, arrives. Yes. The guy who hung Eel. Yeah, right? Oh. But this is good because this is exactly where Daryl wants to be, right? Yeah. Like, he is right next to the guy who hung Eel. Knife and, ring. Yep. Yep, but but he's got to hold himself back, right? He's he's not going to do it because that is betraying Eo and uh, what what she wanted. I have to take down the society, not the one guy. Yeah, yep. yeah. So Daryl Augustus wants to be a patron to Daryl because Daryl, of course, is the rock star and everybody wants him. So Augustus takes him on, right? And I I did get the feeling here too that Augustus wanted to get him before anybody else. It, it's not for Daryl, right? It's Augustus wants to get him because. Maybe something's a little off with Augustus, right. whoever with Augustus's position. So if he can convince this guy who just did this to come into his house right. and to work for him, he can. Uh, excuse me, Augustus can capitalize off of Darrow's fame now. Right. right. And if you're there's a way to set up a, a and maybe book. he won't kill me. He killed the Proctors. Maybe he won't kill me. Right. Right. In many ways, I feel like this could be a standalone book. Right. You, you know, you could leave off here and let your imagination take you where it will. But I, how could you? I love this last little paragraph where he says, uh, you know, about Augustus, his pride reeks. I grip my teeth and convince myself this is the right path. With him, I will rise. I will attend the academy. I will learn to lead fleets. I will win. I will sharpen myself into a sword. I will give my soul. I will drive to hell in hopes of one day rising to freedom. I will sacrifice. I will grow my legend and spread it amongst the peoples of all the worlds until I am fit to lead the armies that will break the chains of bondage. Because I am not simply an agent of the sons of Ares. I am not simply a tactic or device in Ares' schemes. I am the hope of my people, of all people in bondage. Right? Like he's seeing, Mm. his time has now transformed even his vision of not only am I leading my people, the Reds, out. But, you know, I I can do this also for people like, Mm -hmm. I don't know that he's seeing Mustang and other people, Mm -hmm. but, you know, several, you know, other people who are also in bondage. Well, and he's seen enough of the other colors. Yes, yeah, the pinks Mm -hmm. and and, and the browns. Well, we haven't gotten to blues yet. That's right, that's right. Uh, Yeah, and very much a Moses, you know. Yes, I I will do this. Let my people go. This to lead my people out, right? Uh, Against uh, out of the gold, a gold of Egypt, right? Yeah, it it, it is just, just awesome. So that ends uh, our review of the first. uh, That is our rise. Yeah, that is our rise through Red Rising. Whoa, whoa! All right, so we've made it. Made it Mm. to the end. Red Rising. uh, The first book of the Red Rising trilogy. Um, and I think it's time for some final thoughts. Yeah. We'll close this out. We'll make our way to on, onward to Golden Sun. Neil, how did you, how are you feeling at the end of Red Rising? After the beginning parts of the books, drawing me in, getting me attached to characters, wanting to know what's going to happen to characters, everything, it's a beautiful setup. Just fantastic. One of the better science fiction books I've read. And thinking about it, sadly, I haven't actually read very many science fiction. It's mostly all fantasy, apparently, now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> right. And this one rises, no pun intended, yeah. to being almost towards the cream of the crop. But near the end where I started talking about, starting about chapter 40, it goes through 40, 41, 42, 43, 44 in such a fast pace. Normally I like fast-paced books. But that pace seemed a little too quick for me, where it raised more questions about things that were happening. 
And I understand maybe later books those questions will get answered where there's more time. But the issues I have there, keep it away from the perfect rating. I'm sorry for those of you glaring at me around the table. And right now I give it four out of five howlers would approve of this book. <laughs> the fifth one might have gotten lost inside one of those horses. And no one let him out. <laughs> guys, guys. <laughs> and speaking of that fifth howler, Clop, what did you think? Well, kids, your old Uncle Club here. <laughs> I like what Pierce Brown has done. I like the enjoyment of the book. I like the enjoyment of his plot arc, of him going uh, through his rising action, of getting to this climax, of the number of twists and turns that we take and that he throws in with it. I do have a problem with a lot of the time jumps, just because I feel like there should have been more going on outside of our main characters. There, I, I, I wanted more bigger characters out of the other houses trying to jockey for position and trying to jockey for winning the game. It really felt like Darrow and the Jackal were the only two actually trying to win the game. And I felt that there should have been more of the different characters from the different houses, the different Primuses from the different houses trying to win the game. That being said... I enjoy the arc. I'm actually almost done with the second book right now as we sit here. And I enjoy where things are going. I enjoy how he's weaving his characters together, how he's weaving all the books themselves together. Um, so that being said, I'm going to end it pretty quickly here. I'm going to go with three out of five random iron blades coming into the spectrum here. Uh like I said, I like everything that's going on. I like what's happening here. There are a few holes for me, however. Luke, how are you feeling? Well, uh, this book, this book, this book, um, it it's so powerful to me. Um, the way I, I, I've never read another book who has gotten me so invested in a character in four chapters. To where, like, I, I'm actually, like, I'm heartbroken, you know, when she's gone. Um, the twists, the turns, the way it keep kept me guessing. I, I, I can't, I can't rate this book high enough. Yeah, I recommend this book enough. Um, the, the problems you guys had at the end, um, I wasn't there. I was so ingrained in this that I didn't even notice. And I, I did bring that up. Um... <clears throat> But really where I'm sitting, th this this book, this book is very important to me. Um, it really, it's what got me back into reading books. I mean, you know, I, you know, you're in school, you have to read books. It's, it's always books you don't like. And so, you know, well, it's not always books you don't like. I see you, Neil. <laughs> it's mostly books I didn't like. It's mostly books I didn't want to read. And, you know, going in, becoming an adult, um, just being out there... Uh, being somebody who works in the technology field and is always like in front of an LCD screen and I just need a break from it, this book was recommended very highly to, highly to me and I read it and it's what drew me back in. It's kind of what, you know, it's what made me start reading again and made me start reading for enjoyment purposes only and kind of what, why I'm here on this podcast. I'm going to rate this book 4.95 thermal detonator explosions out of 5. Um, it, it has a sentimental place in my heart. Um, the writing is amazing. I, I really want this to become a movie, kind of, but now I feel like all of my friends in high school who are like, oh, the Harry Potter movies were already good, the books were so much better. 
but um <laughs> 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 uh, that that is where i'm sitting here um bob where where are you at my friend oh man uh i think some in some ways for me red rising kind of goes uh beyond definition in a lot of ways. I mean, it is a science fiction book, but it is a, a lot of ways a, just a Greek tragedy with this veneer of science fiction laced through it. Um, there are times in this books, book where it's it's just um, it's a, a medieval romp. It's, it's brutal, you know, fantasy violence, um, you know, with, with tech involved. Um, for me, I, I'm kind of with you with you, Luke, that the emotions that I felt while reading this book uh, have not, mo most of the, I do a lot of reading uh, and there are books that I like. I like, you know, the images that come to mind as I read them. But as far as getting emotionally involved in my late 30s uh, with characters in a fantasy or science fiction novel doesn't happen often. But like you said, by chapter four, I'm right there with Eo. I'm feeling the nail going down my spine, you know, with dread at what's coming. Um, th this book, to me, is in a lot of ways a peerless scarred. I, I, I have no... I have... I guess I have no problems with it whatsoever, except for maybe in the beginning, what I had talked about as far as ages. Uh, for this to be a perfect novel for me... Uh, these characters would have been in their early to mid-20s. would have been like the perfect setting for me. Um, again, I can see if a person uh, had had read all kinds of um, the young adult fiction like Hunger Games and stuff, there's going to be lots of derivative stuff for, for you. Uh, none of that came for me, so this all felt fresh and new, whereas probably a lot of people would be like, no, a lot of this is from other things. It, I didn't feel that, so I can only go with what my feelings were. Um, but yeah, why with you, Luke? I would recommend this highly to anybody. I would stand with Darrow and defend this book <laughs> on the tops of Mount Olympus uh, against all naysayers uh, because this is a fantastic book. Uh, only because of the age thing can I not go five. Otherwise, it would be a solid five. Um, and I won't, I won't go obscure decimals. So I'm close okay, there with okay. you. Other, if you would have done the point nine, I would have been right there with you. But I'm going to go 4.5 belly burrowing pit vipers because that's where this book gets me. It gets me right in the stomach uh, all the time. So hot, the highest recommend on this book uh, that I can make with just one kind of problem. Well, Bob, Club, Neil, this has been fun. I, this is yeah. kind of cool. Um, you know, we will be coming back with Golden Sun very soon. I know we're a little off from our reading calendar you know, partially because of work um, coming up, you know, J January, we're going to take off. Yeah, I was going uh, to say, have, to we brought, have we brought that up? We haven't, and actually we haven't reflected on the website yet. <laughs> and it's not even reflected on the website. Oops. Uh, yeah, just so you know, if you're listening, uh, if, if you're a sort of truth person, sorry, that one yeah. will come. Uh, we are deleting that. <laughs> Neil, Neil, Neil is going no. to hit me. Um, uh, uh, but yeah, we we are off schedule. We would we would like to have it so that in the month that we review a book mm -hmm. uh, or say we're going to review it, it's coming out. It's at coming the beginning out. of the month, beginning and <laughs> end. So end. you'll get both parts in that yeah. month. So we're we're taking sort of truth off of off of our reading mm -hmm. schedule, and 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 we are 
February, the beginning of February, is, is when we will come out Android's with Dream of Electric do Sheep. Android's Dream of Electric Sheep. Yes. So, um, so yeah, that, that's that's kind of where we're at. Uh, we're going to do our best to get through the Red Rising trilogy. You know, uh, it's the last one, you know, of... What's the last book in this? Morningstar. Morningstar. Morning, the last episode of Morningstar is probably going to come out in the beginning of January. In the beginning of January, anyway, um, yeah. But yeah, then you won't get anything from us until the beginning of February, and we will be on track from there on out. Right. But as always, thank you guys so much for listening to us. This is this podcast has grown from way more than anything we ever thought it would be. Right. And, and thank you for, again, as always, thank you for joining us on this journey. Thank you for understanding that we're still learning. <laughs> right, right, yeah, exactly. We're, we're, we're still learning how to put all these pieces together. Mm. By all means, give us feedback on Facebook. Give us feedback on Twitter. Um, email us at dungeonsanddweebspodcast at gmail.com. Right. Yes. I, I mean, we have just come from uh, the Dragonlance cycle mm. where we were getting tons of feedback. According to download numbers, Red Rising, super popular. <laughs> yeah. But you guys aren't talking. <laughs> I mean, they just agree with us. Who knows? Um, yeah. yeah. Even so, if you agree with us. Even if you agree with us, hey, yeah, we would like to get your thoughts, your comments. You know, when you first read this book, what you thought, you know, any praise or, or hate, whatever you've got for the Red Rising trilogy or what we're doing here, uh, let us know because we would love um, love to hear from you, love to, to read it on the show, mm-hmm. you know. So please respond. Yeah, and hey, Neil, thanks for joining us as our rotating fourth chair on the uh, Red Rising trilogy. Um, but hey, you are the newbie, and I'm going to make you leave the tip here as we get back into the ship and get the heck out of here. I knew I shouldn't have waited till the end. Hey, 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 darling, grab me another one, please, and why don't you come over and keep an old man warm next to me? Once bitten, twice shy. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dungeons and Weaves. There's even more adventures to be had at our website, dungeonsandweaves.com. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at dungeonsanddweebspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find Dungeons and Dweebs on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Find all those links at dungeonsanddweebs.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. The music for Dungeons and Dweebs is Fatal Fight by Royalty Free Kings. and can be found on their website, royaltyfreekings.com. Dungeons and Dweebs is a Tim Gilbert Media production. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved. And no part of this show can be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the express written permission of Tim Gilbert Media. 